get any of that. I think it's on the... I was just making sure I didn't delete the card that it was on. So we got some, but I didn't see how far I got into it. All right, so live from the studio. Live from the studio. <laughs> you just listened to episode 149 and a half. <laughs> it may be us narrating a fish eating smaller fish. <laughs> Maybe it's just like five seconds of it. I don't know. We've been doing a lot of manifestation today. We've been speaking into existence. We've been speaking stuff into existence. First of all, (laughs) Jimmy Sandals. Let's just go on those again. He was like, in the car over here, he was like, dude, do you think people just walked without shoes? How'd they do that? Halfway down the hill. Look at Jimmy's got dirty ass feet. Archie was saying earlier, like, this is going to be the podcast that, uh, this just doesn't work. <laughs> We're going to get home and it's just going to be, <laughs> and it was about to be that if I didn't check to see if we were still recording or not. <laughs> so we're fucking back. We're on a fresh SSD card. We're, we're casting again. We're back to cast. We're doing it. We're here with Archie Jameson. We saw two big ass bass. This Who has is been a, a, quite a trip so far. We can kind of dive into the fucking four and a half stars thing a little bit. I want to talk about that. I want to see what's up with that. You guys had the first two episodes, or one episode, you guys, one or two episodes completed on that. Yeah, we put um, put Pilot out. That's re- that's released. So the Pilot's on YouTube. You type in 4.5 stars, but it's called four and a half stars. But um, yeah, the second one's shot, and now we're two weeks out from shooting the whole rest of the season. Five yeah. total uh, episodes, and you guys have Lily Sparks producing that, right? Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of people a lot helping of people out. Involved, yeah. Um, I been reaching out to you know tons of people. A little bit closer. Oh yeah, I've been reaching out to a lot of people because I don't um, know what I'm doing, so I'm just um, yeah. Anybody that can help, um, who's reached out, um, we you know they're doing something. So, and what uh, are you guys looking? Because that's what I was saying to Joey before. I was like, you guys should. Because I feel like it's kind of the opposite of music now. Because I always tell people, like, if you're producing music, you should just do single by single. But I think initially you guys had the idea that you were going to create, like, a pilot and then send the pilot in and see if it could get picked up to get, like, a production team to complete the season. But it sounds like now you guys are just going to do the whole season and just make, like, a complete work, which I think is the right idea. How many yeah, episodes yeah, you guys Yeah, because then it can get, like, binge-watched. I feel like that's yeah. kind of, like, the fucking that's thing how people right watch now. It now yeah, because that was the biggest criticism that we got was, like, um, among that it fucking sucks or whatever other people said, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate it. I, was, I wasted my life. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that was one of the things that everyone was, like, uh, a lot of people said, like, yeah, it's great. Where's the other ones? And so it's like, oh, yeah, we're in the era of, like, people want to, you know, watch it when they watch it. So the idea being that will make uh, a little over an hour of content so that when we do a screening or whatever platform this is released on, people will be able to sit and watch um, the the story arc that we have for the five episodes because the pilot's a little muddy. You know, it's just chock full of information. and and, and As pilots should be. Yeah, so it really yeah. doesn't... Um, I think the pilot will make a whole lot more sense um, after you see all five is, is the um, the idea anyway. So, so yeah, we're... Um, We'll be working on it all summer. Um, I got a little screen time myself. I play a conceited idiot douchebag. Yes, you I do. Never, I have no idea how little, you guys came up with that character. A little, uh, <laughs> <laughs> little method acting. <laughs> I had to get real deep in my fucking <laughs> improv for that. But it's like it's a cool concept. It's like uh, you want to talk about it a little bit. You're you're the main character, and your name is Archie in the show. Yeah, yeah, it was about it's about um 
It's kind of like a about a time period of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, just like an exaggerated version of um, yeah the time that I was living in my friend's laundry room. And <laughs> the place was an Airbnb. And the guy who ran the Airbnb, the guys that ran the Airbnb were um, psychedelic um, magazine editors, for, for lack of a better term. They were basically drug enthusiasts and they had just a crazy job so there'd be always crazy people over and then you'd have like the airbnb sh- guests yeah then too. you'd have the airbnb guests so and then i was the cleaning guy so um yeah i pitched it to joey and um yeah he liked it right away um so we i mean I, it was and probably he plays a, your he, he plays, plays my brother was he your brother mm-hmm. from the jump mm-hmm. i yeah, always yeah. thought he was like your friend or something he plays Dwayne. Mm-hmm. yeah he plays Dwayne, my brother and um yeah so um, it basically, you know, it's it's about three things. It's about the Airbnb. It's about the drug magazine. Um, the magazine in the in the show is called the Mushroom Times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's about the Mushroom Times, it's about the Airbnb, and it's about me trying to get my shit together and sort of learning life's lessons through the guests, through the, the Mushroom Times craziness, and then uh, through all the, the the guests that stay there that sort of push my character through. So my character is like. You know, he's he's fresh from a breakup, and um, yeah, he's a little lost. Who Shauna from War on Women plays, yeah. which is cool. That's yep. a big drop. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. It's just like, um, you know, it's definitely comedy, but it, um, it it wanders into, like, you know, some some dramatic themes, I would say. But um, And have you guys already written the whole thing? Are you kind of still going going, like, as it comes, episode by episode? No, it's all written. Yeah, the whole Sick. season's written. Um, we spent about a month and a half, um, three times a week, sitting down for you know two hours and writing, writing, writing. So the big thing was like we had a whole bunch of episodes, but we wanted to we for the first season we had to put certain episodes certain places to mm-hmm. to cover the theme. So the mm-hmm. fifth one's about the Mushroom Times. The third one's about the Airbnb. Um, the fourth one's about me and me and Joey being brothers, and um, the second one's about. The breakup that my character um, had gone through, and um, yeah. And in episode two, you can see me hit my market line, does butter stain. (laughs) And going from your shirt you have on today, yes it does. Yes, (laughs) along with everything else. I got a coffee stain on this thing, I got dirt stains, dude. (laughs) Butter stain, I'm sure. That's awesome, I'm looking looking forward to the release of that. Yeah, we're going to say fall fall you know i mean it could be the end of the summer but um mm-hmm. it's looking like you know it could be a september or something yeah. were you guys looking at a youtube release vimeo i have no idea i mean that's definitely a conversation we're gonna have to have as soon as we're done um you can also probably throw it up on amazon prime for free yeah i mean definitely i i, I think as many platforms as we can um you know I, I it doesn't doesn't really matter to me i just want i want to make 100 episodes you know i want to yeah wanna, i want to like because you like the story yeah yeah and it's like it's also such a thing that like you can easily keep doing forever almost just because like each episode basically you can bring in like a new character yep. for the Airbnb. Exactly. And then just kind of go off it from there. It's such a it's such an, a cool concept the way you guys came up with that and I don't know I'm assuming it was probably on purpose but the fact that you incorporated the Airbnb which allows pretty much every episode to bring in a new character and you can like kind of reach out to all the talent around here and like get people in there to play different roles that can influence the story. Like the 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 plot itself sets itself up for so much range, like where it can go and where where the story can go. 
just based off every individual person. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a, not like a podcast in that way, but like in the same way that every episode of a podcast is different because of the different guests you have. Yeah, it's like a hotel show. So, I mean, it's basically like, yeah. you know, just a, a big revolving door. I mean, the, every episode so far has um, a drug in it that we touch on. You know, the second one's about psilocybin. The fifth one's about MDMA. The third one's about cigarettes and alcohol. Nice. Um, My personal favorites. But, you know, we kind of um, we kind of skipped over weed because that's not an assumed one. Like, we just there's just people smoking weed in the show, and we don't even... You know, because weed is everywhere now, so it's no yeah. it's no longer, like, this this thing. But, you know, um, so basically, not every episode is, is tied in with, with a drug, but eventually we're going to run out of drugs, I would imagine, so... Yeah, there's only, like, 13 yeah. by my count. I can't think of too many drugs. The good ones, anyways. <laughs> good ones. You got PCP. Is that going to be on the docket? That's a weird one. I could write that one up. That would be, uh, yeah, that would be the, yeah. Have you ever done that? Uh, I you don't, look like somebody who would have done that. Uh, or at least has it in my pocket, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know if I have. I did a lot of stupid shit um, slash fun shit in my 20s. And um, yeah, I definitely smoked some, some weird shit. I, I don't know if I've smoked PCP, but. How did you... I don't know what Woolies are. What are Woolies? It was like whenever somebody, somebody's house fucking 15 years ago and there was like joints rolled in, in some powder. Weird. And then I just... It felt really weird. So I don't know if it was ketamine or something, but... Huh. Like Coke or something? Maybe. Have you guys done like a DMT? Are you guys going to do a DMT one? Because I think that's next on... Uh, not in the first uh, not in the first season, but yeah, man. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, for sure. Have um, you You've done DMT, right? Mm-hmm. Was it as like crazy as people say it is? Uh, I did it twice. Once, absolutely. Yeah, once was the full experience. Um, and then the other time, you have to like take the third hit, as they say. You know, it's really hard to get a big hit. You're supposed to hold it in. So I describe it as like being in the lobby. Mm-hmm. So I like I, w- I got stuck in the lobby and I couldn't break through. Damn. Mm-hmm. The second time, the first time I went all the way into the fucking catacombs. It is kind of weird because like we had William cruise on last week and he was talking about it and it is kind of strange that like it seems to be the one drug that everybody talks about going like a similar experience yeah Mm -hmm. and that's why i haven't done it yet but i think that definitely is next on the the list for me for the space rangers tour it's hard to say and i I saw like some article uh headline or something like it it's hard to say if it's a drug specifically the dmt because it's it's certainly not something you you know you have to hold the set and setting you want to do if you know set up is um specific it's certainly not a party drug i mean i wouldn't recommend it Mm -hmm. unless you're like proper you know you you know you're into exploring things um yeah this probably wouldn't be the ideal setting for no probably not yeah (laughs) fuck around and roll off this rock get eaten by that big fish we saw earlier (laughs) but i do wonder like you know because the way willie was describing it he was saying like i saw these lizards and i saw like infinity and blah blah blah. and i always wonder because every other time i've done a drug for like the first time it's never affected me the way that like media thinks yeah. it'll affect you. Like acid was just like the best way I could describe acid was just like for me it was like being super it wasn't like being high at all. It was like being like the opposite of high. I just felt like super clear and just like appreciative of stuff. I didn't see anything. The grounds wasn't breathing and all that other bullshit people say. Right. You know, I was just yeah, like trees weren't talking to us or anything. I, I felt almost, like LSD yeah. is like going behind the scenes. Like that's what it felt like. It felt like I could go behind the scenes of my own life and like I was just noticing things without 
you know, you don't have your, you know, you're not in your own body. You kind of have this outer body like, oh, it's weird that I walk like that. Why do I walk like that? You know, Dude, you kind of have. That is the best. That's the best way. It's uh, I think they call it windshielding. Like you feel like you're like behind, like you're driving a car and mm-hmm. the car is your body. And you're just like, I was walking around. First of all, I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like. I need a fucking hair. Oh, the mirror is unbelievable. I couldn't. I couldn't look at myself mm. in the mirror. Dude. Oh my god! I, like, yeah, I don't look anything like what I thought I looked like. Who the fuck is this guy? Right. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. It's like that's like your little spacesuit that you walk around in. It's 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 very disorienting. I mean, I I had a great great experiences on it. It um, really is like uh, you know, when you go on the computer and you, I, I try to describe it to Dom as like when you open up a a program on your computer in like developer mode or whatever you know what i'm talking about yeah. yeah where it's like i felt like it was like if i was drinking or if i was smoking or if i was doing anything i was like standing back from him being like my body's high right now mm-hmm. but i'm not <laughs> right my body is drunk right now but i'm not like my mind is clear as day you I think know? you can use that. I think that's where it can be a tool where you can use that experience to sort of move things around and you take that experience later and then you're like, all right, you, you sort of reanalyze. You're like, God, that's my face. You know, it's like, oh, fuck, yeah. you know, that's the way I walk and that's the way I talk. Why do I talk? Like, you know, so it allows you to make changes um, if if you focus on it. Now, I know a lot of people who've, you know, used it and, and it's just fun, you know. Yeah. I yeah. kind of like to, I like to explore. I like to... Um, yeah, I mean, I like to get a little scared a little bit and try to, um, you know, go into the, into the deep realms. I th- yeah, Peel I back like the layers. That's how it should be used, dude. I mean, like, that's yeah. the only way I would... I couldn't imagine just being like, yo, we're hitting a party. Let's yeah, take we're going to the bars out. tonight. Although parties some... are great, like, right after you're coming... Right as you're coming down. That's because, you know, that's, like, a really good... Because then you're like, man, if you do it early in the day and then, you know, go to a party, like... Yeah, you're really mellow. You feel like you survived something. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, you're just appreciative to be there. Yeah, dude, we got to hit it. Uh, I'm thinking about doing it at the beach at Ocean City, taking it like during the day, chilling on the beach, feel my body roasting and getting sunburn, <laughs> and then going out to the bars afterwards. Holy shit. Sasquatch across the way no, or something? it's just a dude. Yeah. It's just a dude. Is it's it a dude? dude. Yeah, I saw a dude looking at us over there. Before. Oh, really? Yeah, he had like a blue shirt on, some khakis. But like, it's actually right there still. Like, there are oh, certain drugs I that I can understand why they're illegal. Mm-hmm. I guess like heroin. I understand why that's illegal. But I don't understand. Like, Denver just made mushrooms legal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is like awesome. You know, that is really wild. That's a really huge. I'm really surprised at that. Yeah. Um, and I assume. Because it seems like prohibition is over, right? I mean, with, with, with like, like cannabis just exploded. Yeah. Um, and it always starts with decriminalization. I mean, magic mushrooms are are I would meet I would imagine be next down the line, and I think that's all right. I mean, it seems like a pretty safe. Yeah, I mean, nothing's safe. You know, driving's not safe. Fucking buying Drano is not safe. You yeah. know, so going on an airplane. Yeah, you always have to be careful. But I mean, magic mushrooms. I, from what I understand, you know, it's non-toxic. You'd have to eat your body weight to 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 die. Yeah. Um, that's. And the buzz from from it is more of like an empathic kind of. Um, I don't know. It's pretty pretty mild. Mm-hmm. Do you consider the experience different between mushrooms and acid? Can I get- Oh, 100%. Yeah, I feel like um, a friend told me, my friend Ian told me this, uh, acid is um, digital and mushrooms is analog. I like uh, that. And I like that I a like lot. I like that, dude. Because when it, mushrooms is more m- more like a feeling. Yeah. Acid is more like an, ex- like there's no feeling, so it's yeah, just an experience. It feels like it's like just, it's turned on or something. Yeah, Whereas, I mean it like, was. Mushrooms is like, 
Yeah, I don't know. That's, and I that's would a say, good explanation. Yeah, I loved it. My my buddy Ian said that, and that's 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 kind of how I feel about it. I mean, it's. I think LSD was. I mean, no doubt the strongest drug I've ever. I mean, I I was like, wow, you know. And when you're in the middle of it, you're like, you can't believe. You're like, wow, this is. Like you're just gone, you know. You're wow. just You're just like. We probably didn't do enough. I think Eric, Lucas, and I did like two. Th- oh shit! Damn, he just hopped. I think we did like two thirds of a tab, which like I don't even know how much a fucking tab is or what the amount is, but yeah, I don't think there's any quality control on tiny bits. I of don't paper. know. Those tabs had <laughs> yeah. labels, dude. That was like a that was like a whoever that was. That was like the um the guy from Training Day that still like the blue shit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> that guy. That guy. <laughs> that fucking guy. It's an in- inconsistent thing because I mean I I guess it's synthesize and you know I, I don't really know too much about acid or whatever i had a you know we had a really good source when i was living at that that um essentially the drug house the where the the psychedelic guys were so we we would have access to or they would have access to like really good stuff they would have you know something from san francisco or or blah blah, blah. so i i was able to get it from a really good source but you know i i, I certainly wouldn't just take it if someone gave it to me you know it's that could yeah, be yeah that's how i am with drugs i feel like once you lo- once you start getting reckless like i like personally like i'll dabble in you know i'll i'll do coke if it's around every now and then i'll do it but like i would never buy my own like i have one time when we were all in new york but other than that like i you know especially with the fentanyl things going around <sighs> It's like, dude, That's like, a dirty I drug. need to see somebody else doing it before I do it. Like, yeah, if, you, if you if you buy a batch of Coke and you do it, and I'm that way with everything, too. It's like, except for weed, because weed is like whatever. But apparently, according to one of you guys, it's that's being laced with fentanyl, which doesn't even make any sense. That Why would that, why would you even do that? Yeah, I feel like it's such a cheap thing already. Unless you're getting, like, fake weed and then putting fentanyl on it. Yeah. Or that shit, like, is that stuff spice still around? Yeah. Oh, I heard, yeah, the fake pot. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. Like is Salvia K2? still a thing, They call too? that shit K2 now. Salvia, yeah. I believe, has been legal. But that's apparently, that's super addictive, I thought. And apparently Spice is super addictive. Yeah. Well, because I think the thing with Spice is, like, it's, they just spray, like, the chemical on whatever sort of fucking scrap plants they have. And then when one formula of the chemical gets banned, they'll just change one little thing, sell it, that gets banned, they'll change one other thing till it gets banned. So now it's like deep down such like a deep dark rabbit hole of like alterations and like just adding different chemicals into it so they can sell it that it's just like people get fucked up on it. Yeah, there's bad shit out there. I mean I wouldn't trust you know, I wouldn't trust yeah, this is bad shit. I mean, I when you're doing when you're doing coke, I mean, you I mean, you're also snorting Tide and drywall and fucking baking gasoline. soda and who knows? Literally gasoline. Um, they, like what the that fuck? could pertain to you know DMT or, or 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 you know acid. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of you know bullshit out there. So I mean, it's certainly not stuff like you. This kind of stuff you can't really recommend. It's like mm-hmm. if you're if you're like you know sort of the super creative brain, uh, you know, and you're a little older, you know, you know go for it but That's swim at your own risk yeah i feel yeah. like and also it's yeah. not something to do like not something to abuse or uh do like daily i think i heard roger waters from pink floyd say he did lsd once or twice and that was it that was all it took to get to like that kind of yeah. frame of mind you're like all right i mean yeah it's like you take it and then you're you know you spend the rest of your life thinking about it you know you're like oh wow yeah i did i didn't notice that's what i that's why i was saying like the program developer mode is because like 
when I was saying before, I get like super anxious a lot of times when I smoke weed. And even when I smoke tobacco, it gives me a little quick anxiety rush. But like when I was doing that on acid, I saw it happening in my mind and I like saw where the thought was coming from. And I was like, oh, that's where it's coming from. That's fucking stupid. And I was just kind of able to just shut it off and not care. You know, the closest I got and like, again, I don't think we did enough to have like a crazy trip. I don't know how it affected you, but I'm assuming we're kind of all on the same page. Like, I don't think uh, yeah. we're like just kind of like everything's brighter and yeah. fucking, but it just seemed like not as clean as a mushroom experience. Yeah. Like it seemed though. like it was Definitely. still, there's like a limiter on it or something. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that we just probably didn't do as much as we would need to. Yeah. The so come up can be really like, too. it can be like, you sort of the come up, you know, it's, it can make you feel a little like amphetamine You know yeah. what I mean? It's like a little bit, li- and then it kind of chills out, but right away like, it's like a lot I of felt energy. that at the end. I felt like at the end when I was trying to go to bed, I was just like, man, I'm kind of a little wired right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they've been using it. Um, I, I had heard they've been using it in Silicon Valley to like this, this microdosing, microdosing thing, yeah, yeah, to increase productivity. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a stimulant. It's all, essentially it you know. also kind of like what Jimmy was saying with like the limitless thing. Um, it's, yeah, it's like a little Adderall or something. Yeah, I've never done Adderall, definitely. but like it oh, yeah. feels like it feels like you're kind of just like able to zone in, mm-hmm. and you feel like you have the confidence to really do anything. So once you have your like mindset on something. Like, we had our mindset on walking around that park, and we ended up walking around that park for, like, three hours. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, didn't even think about it. I there could w- see that story that, that that picture threw on LSD. Oh, yeah. I could see I could see that really happening. Like, if you didn't take, if you weren't tripping like crazy and you were lasered in, you could throw a no. I mean, if you were, you know, a professional mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sports player, I'm sure it's happened before, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Just put you in the zone. Yeah. That's really what it was. Because, yeah, you're just... Your ego, whatever your ego is, or you're just gone, you know, yeah, so you're able you're to not operate. Thinking about, you're not thinking about, like, letting anyone down or, like, oh, fucking the fans are booing me yeah. or da-da-da-da-da. There was one point when, um, and I think it was because, like, we spent the first three hours, we took the tab around, like, 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. or something, and uh, I think we perfectly evened it out with those Coronas, dude. Like, that was the other thing, dude. We crushed, <laughs> we crushed those beers. Like, it was dude, nothing. we crushed an 18-pack Coronas. Like, it was like, 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 in 45 minutes, and then we, like, we went back to get, we were like, all right, let's get one more beer before we leave, and it was just gone. We're like, oh, we're just out of beer. Just that quick, just, and didn't even think about it. But I think that kind of mellowed me out to a point. But then when we got into the Uber... That was when it first hit me. I was like, when I had like a self-realization thing. Had to like thing. talk around another person yeah. who wasn't, yeah. And it was just kind of like the thought in my head just kept on spiraling like, dude, you're legitimately on LSD right now. Like you're on LSD. Yeah, you're about to go to, meet uh, up with your friends. You're about to be in public. Like, what if, what if you freak out? What if this is like one of those stories where you freak out? And then I just, but this, the cool thing about it was is that. Oh, yeah. So what happened to you last Saturday? How come you dropped out of that big show? Because that's where we went to. Oh, I got I I couldn't I got I double booked myself. I, oh, I gotcha. told uh, Russell that I could be at wind up, and I just I wasn't able to make that. I heard it was yeah, a good yeah. show. No, it was super fun, and that that's a different thing. Doing stand up on acid as opposed to mushrooms, it's not like you kind of. I feel like mushrooms when you're doing stand up, you're kind of a little hazy still, mm-hmm. but acid, it's like. It's that locked-in mentality. Like, I was just like, oh, I know what jokes I'm going to do. I know the timing. Dude, you were lasered in. Yeah. I was saying that to Lucas. Like, I was like, you know, because I've seen you perform, obviously, a ton of times. 
And like, first of all, the first thing that crossed my mind was, I didn't th- really think anything of it at first. Uh-huh. But then I was thinking about it later. I was like, you hadn't done acid before either. So like, yeah. we were both kind of going into it the same like same level of experience. Yeah. And the fact that you had a show five hours after we dropped, dropped the acid. I don't know why I said dropped. I feel like that's what you're supposed to say. I don't fucking know. I like it with acid more than I than with albums. I hate when people drop out. I'm like, stop. Yeah, you didn't drop an album. Unless you're it. Drake, you didn't drop an album. You fucking record it. You put out an album. Dude. Put an album. Some people listen to it. Yeah, exactly. That didn't drop. You released you didn't it. Drop, drop on the world and it shattered and the right. whole world it shook it when you dropped it the album. There wasn't exactly. a fallout that <laughs> destroyed it. Sounds, the yes, it also sounds like, yeah, it's dropping. Like, yeah, look how the culture fucking bombed. Yeah. You're about to drop. <laughs> but like, we dropped acid at fucking 4 p.m., Four hours later, Eric's on stage. I was thinking, like, yo, this is crazy. Like, cause what if, what if it didn't affect us? Like, what if, what if it wound up being like a completely crazy experience? And you were like, yo, I am on acid right now. Well, if that was the case, I probably would have just dropped out of the show. That's true. It didn't appear that like I can imagine if I had like a gig at like the horse or something, be like, ah, I'll take some acid, just fucking knock it out. But the next day, dude, I was in the fucking zone. I'll say that. I woke up and did the show on my regular Sunday night, and it was a Memorial Day Sunday. So it was like packed because it was a three day weekend, and John and I were just like fucking just zoning. John wasn't even on acid, dude. He's just a good drummer. I felt like I was a little out of it the next day. I felt like I kind of like, I feel like I was still like regenerating some of my fucking brain chemicals and shit. Mm-hmm. I could see that too. I did sleep quite a bit. I also did. I slept fucking great that day too, and I wasn't hungover at all. Not at all the next day. But I was saying to Luke, I was like, I was like, dude, when you delivered your set, and I don't know if it was partially because we were tripping as well, but like you really strung together your bits. Because I feel like for you, that's always been a thing. Like you're naturally funny, uh-huh. and then you have like these premises, and then it's just a matter of developing the entire bit around the premise. Yeah. But like you were just running through them, and I was like, this is dope because Michael came up first and he just, you know, Michael's rock solid when it comes to like his uh, wheelhouse. Yeah, I was hoping bits. I would go up before him, but he had to go early. So he opened and then I closed because we just did, we just did more time since uh, Archie had to go to wind up. But um, yeah, it was fun. I probably even did too much time to be honest because I was kind of just in it. I was having fun. Yeah. Well, also, you, brought, like, you had the whole front row, dude, on that side was all your people, dude. That oh, was yeah, exactly. Sick. That was sick. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, my brother and our friends were at Brew at the Zoo, so they were just fucking hammered. They met us at Club Chuck across from Big Theater, mm-hmm. and then we all walked over there. I'm sure the animals love Brew at the Zoo, right? They're oh, got dude, stuck they in a it, cage, dude. and now they got to watch a <laughs> bunch of people <laughs> drink IPAs, and like, oh, that's real funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I get out of here. <laughs> I would have loved to see that on as That would have been sick. That would have been great. But even the improv, like, because that show that you did was, like, where you do the bit and then they come on and do, like, an improv that relates to the bit. Oh, I was not having it with the improv. You didn't like it? I was watching it and I was like, this is weirder than normal. Dude, I I think that's the first time I've ever been to an improv show, like, all the way through and through. And I was like, I just found myself being super nervous that it was going to bomb. Big, so big so definitely awkward. has. That's a good a way of putting it. Of you improv. feel nervous. I've heard people say that at, when they if they go see an open mic or something like the crowd feels in there oh it's the worst when you're yeah. like ugh just don't bomb mm-hmm. that's why yeah when you go to open mic comedy it's like there is nothing dude there's in life I learned from a very young age that there's very borderline less things that are embarrassing that that persist throughout your entire adulthood than when you just bomb a joke 
whether in regular conversation or on stage or anything. It's just like that immediate feeling of like instant embarrassment where you're like, fuck. Yeah. It wasn't funny. Nobody laughed. And then you're just for the ne- until you until you nail a joke, you're just the unfunny guy. Like you'll just be sitting talking with your friends, you say something not funny, and it's like, well damn, I better come up with something quick. Or else they're gonna they're gonna think I'm not funny. Kick me out of the campfire, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it's like more of a discovery of like finding out what doesn't work and what's not funny than it is like, yeah, I like I got this like, you know. I use that space to, you know, find you know, and I, dude, I'll go down hard. I mean, I'll fucking yeah. I'm bomb like crazy just to get somewhere. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm definitely more comfortable bombing now than I was early on, just because I know like I am funny. Mm-hmm. I've had enough like funny shows under my belt that I'm like, all right. I got to figure something out with this. Like, I got to figure out, this is like the new obstacle that I got to figure out how to overcome. And like, it's okay because I'm already up here, but this is just the next step to be like, mm-hmm. all right, test myself. Yeah, yeah. The true bomb is like at a show, people are there, you getting paid, you're doing material. That's a bomb. Been there for sure. Where you're like, all right, done this over and over and it's still not working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that I feel like, like from a non-comedian perspective like it really is like if you have a bit that like you know is funny and the crowd's just not feeling it at that point it's like all right well they just don't appreciate this particular bit you know like bill burr talk about that sometimes like he'll do three rooms in a night and he'll do like he was saying he was doing like abortion material at one room and they were just fucking hating it and they made him like stop talking about it went to another room and fucking murdered like same city same same night and just like it just depends it's so dependent on the crowd because that's all that's all like i think that's part of the the real the, i think that's part of the reason why bombing or just like n- missing a joke sometimes is so embarrassing is because like joke when you're like hanging out with people and like you say something and people laugh it's so weird like the science of laughter like why we laugh at all or what, sure nobody you know? knows yeah yeah but it, it really it's like this and it's like this involuntary expression of connection in something like everybody experienced something the same way and you saw the humor in it and you just all in that moment you're all on the same page you know when you're laughing and so like when you miss a joke then it just kind of exposes you as like not on the same page as everyone else and then it's just instant feeling of like outcasting yeah, from the social sure. circle you know which i think on a base level is what that is yeah it's like the your like self awareness of not fitting in yeah you instantly you instantly expose yourself as like what the fuck is this guy talking about yeah <laughs> you know but like which there are certain people dude like serious people that like there are people you talk to that just like don't make jokes yeah you know i always wondered like it's like half of the adult world <laughs> oh you mean just regular people just in yeah, conversation yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they don't they don't just think like super to... serious they sure. only hit fucking small talk conversations fucking yeah, it's weird. But that really is how you get to, you know, I guess you can probe people when you're when you're trying to when you're getting to know somebody and you like connect over a certain thing, that's when you start to figure each other out. So like those small sure. talk conversations just like that is one thing that I don't think I will ever be able to do successfully as small talk. I'm so bad at it. Like doing the podcast has helped just because doing for 3 years just like having to maintain a conversation with whoever the fuck is on helps me in like daily life, but like I hate when you run into like to this day like if I see somebody I haven't seen in a while I'll I'll just hit him with the wave and like the immediate like avoid eye contact like it's like <laughs> dude you know at this point there's Facebook there's Twitter there's Instagram if I haven't talked to you like it's not that I don't like you but it's like 
There's a reason. I don't need to talk <laughs> to you right now. Just because we're in the same room, you know, I will. But it's like I don't need to, you know. Sure. And I feel like on a on a same level, they're probably thinking the same thing. Like when you see somebody, and then one of you starts walking over, and you're like, "Here it comes, here it comes." Sure, everybody's uncomfortable. We're yeah. about to yeah. be in this small talk conversation, and and you never, you rare. I'd say probably one in five small talk conversations, do you walk away not thinking back on it, being like, "Oh, that was weird when I said that. I don't think you knew what the <laughs> fuck I was talking about when I said that," you know? Because you're just you haven't seen somebody in so long, and you're just searching for things to relate on, especially when you see somebody after a long time that you used to be close with. For sure, that's the weirdest. That's thing, the worst. Honestly, I've run into those situations where. I have run into people that I'm extremely close with in an environment where I didn't expect to see them and I don't know how to like like dude I've run into my brother at places and been like ah, what are you doing here <laughs> so what's your major <laughs> I don't know how to like it's like if I wasn't I have my mind in a certain mode and it's like if I'm supposed it's like all of a sudden I don't know like dude I live next door to Lucas and if I accidentally run into him in the hall I will walk into his room just say shit but if I if we both like wind up in the elevator together I'm just like like so did we we've been doing it today. <laughs> you know it's like it's so weird how your mind just gets in that like space and you don't know how to I, i'll never be able to get myself out of that but i guess it's not bad i mean for me for me joking i guess in a weird way has always been kind of like a uh probably from a young age like a i don't want not a defense mechanism but it's like icebreaker an icebreaker yeah like yeah. i don't know i if i ha if we're talking and you haven't laughed in like a certain amount of time i just assume you don't like me like i don't know how else to gauge if somebody likes hanging out with me yeah yeah other than if they're laughing that's the thing like bombing is like you know we were talking about the other night it's like bombing is like a, they use that with movies too like a movie's bomb or whatever but people bomb all day long you you, you could bomb yeah a conversation small talk with your neighbor yeah, yeah or, you could bomb. or vice versa with the other person you're just like jesus will you're they bombing, stop talking <laughs> yeah and some people um yeah it's amazing they don't have that instinct of like hey this should be where a joke or something I mean, the, the joking is more like an instinct of being like, wow, this is all crazy that we're mm -hmm. even yeah. here. So might as well, like, you know, make some lighthearted thing. And that is kind of, that it's kind of uh, indicative in the term sense of humor. It implies that there is humor in the world, that there is, there, that this all kind of is a ridiculous thing. Yeah. And people who have a sense of humor are able to tap into what makes this so ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. That's true. I never thought about that. That is true. It's a sense of humor. It's a sense. Yeah, you. It's like yeah. A, I guess you, you're right. You tap into it, which is why you know uh, comedians get a lot of flack. I guess from people that don't understand it, they don't like. I I think it takes a certain level of like intelligence to be funny in a certain way. I mean, there's people who are just dumb and just do dumb shit. But people laugh at them. Yeah, they're laughing at you. But it takes like. You know, if you're a funny guy, I assume you're smart because you have to have some level of like sharpness to be able to pick yeah. out things to to ridicule, dude. It's a sign of intelligence, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. mean, um, and even even the comics that sort of play dumb, you know, I mean, you can tell they're like, yeah, there's something going on there. They mm -hmm. know what they're doing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's definitely, um, yeah, it's definitely a skill. I mean, I, I come from a whole a funny family, so I just talk the same way that they talk, mm -hmm. and there there's always you know mm -hmm. jokes and like just. Not even jokes. I mean, because I, I don't even really think I do jokes necessarily, but, you know, observations yeah. or just saying something ridiculous or, uh, I don't know. It's fascinating. Yeah. It is. It's a way of thinking. Like, especially your comedy. I always appreciate your style because it's very, like, it do yeah, it doesn't seem like you're making a joke when you deliver. You're kind of the same way. Like, there's certain people that, like, 
you know, there's certain comedians like they you can tell like that was the punchline, that was the punchline, right. that was the punchline. But like when you guys are talking, it's like the whole thing, the whole the whole conversation, the whole topic that you're talking about is just a funny idea and you're just expanding upon it and like taking people like wow i never thought of it that way that is kind of fucking funny yeah like, <laughs> there is definitely like a rhythm to it and kind of like a not like a rhyming but like yeah you kind of just like you know how to talk and time out funny mm-hmm. you know and it's also i mean so and it is it is also a musical thing too like they say comedic timing like it is crazy how like the way you say you could say the exact same thing but in a different tone of voice. Oh, totally, man! It is totally yeah. the way you're saying it versus what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like tones yeah, and it's like a sound. It's like It's like that sounds funny. You know, some random open micer. If you gave them a script of your set, I know you don't have a script for your set, but if you had like literally just a set you did that did really well, written out. And like when you do it, crushes every time. Mm-hmm. You could give that to anyone, and they wouldn't be able to do it just because it's not. Yeah, sure. You saying it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't even write out my own stuff. That's why I don't. Um, yeah, tweet same. or Facebook and stuff because I don't. I can't fit into that format. Me personally, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I'm, plenty it of joke writers do. Like, yeah, I'm definitely more of like a. It sounds lame, but like a you had to be there. Yeah. Person, you know. Yeah, I mean, because there's all kinds of shit that, you know, you can smile, you can look around, you you know, there's a lot in the eyebrows, there's mm-hmm. a lot in your mm-hmm. fucking bald head underneath the stage lights, there's a lot <laughs> in, like, you know, a glass falls in the back, and then the way you, you know, there's yeah. just so yeah. much, like, yeah. beyond, you know, sitting and, and writing stuff. I, I try to hide the punchline, so there's definitely, I try to make it look like, particularly on a show, I'll make it look like, or the goal is anyways... Make it look like I'm kind of just exploring something, but I know where the beats are. You know, mm-hmm. it's more like yeah. the beats and this and that. And I don't. I, that way, there's not much weight on the punchline. Mm-hmm. And so, if that yeah. doesn't work, fuck it. There's another one behind it, and there's another one behind it. It is. It is. I. I just. It does fascinate me coming from like a music musical perspective, like the fact of like there's a beat to like a con- like even like when you're playing a song, it's like understood that like there's a beat to it, you know. And when you're playing with a group of guys that are all on the same page, you guys have played together for a long time, and you all know each other like where you're gonna go. And it's literally like there'll be times when I'm playing in- with the band, and like I'll just be mid song and realize I'm literally not even thinking. It's like every it's like there you know there's no there's no like click thing that's saying like we're all gonna stay on this beat. Dun- dun- yeah. Dun- like you're recording, but it's like everybody's just like this weird like extra level of like connection that you have that is going on all day in regular conversation like there is a beat to this conversation there's a there's a cadence and which is comes down to comedic timing the way you say something if you say something a second later sometimes i think about the dude sometimes when i'm talking and like i'll think of something funny and if i don't say it at that exact moment and i'm like i'll say it now i'll stop myself and be like two seconds later it's not as funny it's oh, weird it's yeah. like literally it was funny at that exact Moment and and, and 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 actually, two seconds later, not only not funny, it's like unbelievably inappropriate and gross. Yeah. And you're like, ew, dude, yeah, that should have yeah. happened two seconds ago. I know, sorry, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's it's crazy like that, dude. Uh, that, yeah, it's um, it's it's definitely like I, I like the phrase like get out of the way. So like going back to your musical thing, same kind of thing. You're in a you kind of want to like let it ha- the song's already there the show's already there the movie's there the joke's there whatever you just gotta get out of the way and let it flow through it's more like channeling to sound yeah. I, was gonna word. I was gonna say that exact word it's channeling it's like you're just letting it that's I mean that's what what getting good when you think okay so 
when you think about being fluent, when they say fluent in like a language or something like that, like one of my proudest moments was uh, when I was in when I was uh, talking to like one of the Spanish cooks, and I made a joke. I was like talking to him in Spanish, and I said something in Spanish. And it made him laugh, like not like a not like a ha ha ha. You're a, like a gringo speak, but like I said it in the right way, and it worked in the right timing, it. <laughs> and it worked. And I was like, oh, I'm really starting to get a grasp on this language now because that's really what it is. It's like when you're practicing guitar, for instance, what you're. I love the saying that um, the left hand is what you know, and the right hand is who you are. Assuming you're right hand. Oh, I never player. heard that. I like that because the left hand is all down to like the scales, you know. But the right hand is just feel the soul. And, and and what you're putting out there. But like when you're practicing anything, if you're if you're trying to get extremely good at guitar, for instance, what you're doing is you're ingraining in your muscle memory the the right finger formations and things to 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 get the notes and then as it becomes second nature then you can just literally speak through your guitar and at that point you're no longer really playing guitar you're channeling the music that's inside of you through this instrument that instrument is the is exactly it's an instrument to communicating the music inside you the same way that you could sing or do anything else like right now we're talking i'm not even thinking about it Right, because I'm no, we can tell. English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're fucking. <laughs> yeah, no, no, go. you're right. I mean, and that's what makes a bad gig too, because you're like, what? Where was the flow? Like, I had a flow the other night, and it's like the magic's gone, and you're you're just too in the way. Well, I just I had a bad day, and maybe I was thinking too much. I mean, mm -hmm. but the good gigs are like they're almost not even yours, or like yeah. I mean, yeah. even Neil you Young just hop onto it. Yeah, even Neil Young would talk about like how you know I didn't write that song. It was just like it just it just comes through you. Yeah. you know what I mean, and, and and really good material. In any medium of art, it should you know it's it should be coming through you, and then when you're too there and stiff, that's that's like the that's when the bad gig. You're like I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's really I mean that's really what all the like uh, Eastern philosophy when they talk about like meditation, and then you talk about what we were talking about earlier with acid and stuff like that, where you kind of step back and see your body. Like it, you, it, the whole thing with meditation, we talked about it before, but like the whole thing with meditation is you step back and you see that your body is. The all in the like we think of like a guitar as an instrument. We think of like you know a pen as an like a pen for writing and something. But your body really is the ultimate instrument through which you channel who you are through mm -hmm. it. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And it's weird because like that is I got a couple like weird thoughts about that. One of the things I thought about when we were watching that improv show particularly was I was so nervous about watching this improv show because I was like, oh, they're just making this shit up on the spot. Like, I'm nervous that it's not going to go where they want it to go or people aren't going to dig it. And then I realized, dude, life is like a giant improv. Like, everything we're doing right now, we're just sure. making it up on the fucking spot. Mm -hmm. There's no script to it, really. I guess not. Like, we're... Yeah, and maybe that's why improv is such a thing that's like a distaste for some people mm -hmm. like i think really good improv is good but there's just so much improv that isn't big fish is back oh he's he's going for it went for that fish that's uh, a bass i see his strike yeah. one um damn so fuck i just totally lost my the, train the, of thought the, i saw that fish the disdain for for improv yeah well i think it's um because yeah it is such a thing that you just go through your life doing improv that like you could be really good at it in your life, and mm -hmm. then you see people like not being so good at it on stage, mm -hmm. and you're like, "Man, they are bad." Yeah, it's yeah. like because I feel like comedy. A lot of people don't think they can do comedy because either they are terrified of public speaking, they think it's like an impossible thing to do, mm -hmm. they don't think they're funny enough, and when you go to a stand-up comedy show, there's like almost like a barrier. There's like a barrier for the audience. And the people on stage, because the audience, I mean, there's definitely some assholes after they get, like, the two-drink minimum in that they're like, I could fucking do that. Mm -hmm. But the majority of the people aren't like that. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But at an improv show, there's no mic. They're just up there talking. It's just a group of people, so it doesn't seem as intimidating because you're not the only one up there. Mm-hmm. And they're just doing shit that, like, you and your friends bullshit around with. Yeah. And you're like, I'm fucking funnier than that. This <laughs> yeah. shit sucks. Yeah. That is that is one of the things because uh, you do something and it's like that's when I started to appreciate like just playing music and stuff like that. Like uh, most times, like a lot of times, people are like yo, let me play a song. But like most times, people kind of sit back and like this guy's professional. You know, yeah. this is his job. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, going back to what you were saying earlier too, Archie. I like the image of like a wave for a show because like it's definitely a thing that like a good host can start a good wave for a show. Mm-hmm. Or if there's a bad show, if someone knows how to make a wave halfway through a really shitty open mic, no one's fucking there, but they get on and then all of a sudden there's like a fucking six foot fucking crasher coming at the audience. Mm -hmm. Anyone going up after that can still ride that wave. 100%. Or the tie could just get swept all the way back if you're not fucking ready for it and then you're just sitting there splashing in the fucking kiddie pool. Well, it's just like anything else. It just has to feel, it has to feel natural. Like I talked about that with my brother, because like he he like planned out. A, he had a show at the Auto Bar last night, which I heard was really cool. I was able to pop in for like literally fifteen minutes because I had to play in Fells. Nice. And I was meeting with like a producer guy beforehand, which is really cool in Remington. But um, I was like, dude, like you can plan your set list, but at the same time, y- you really just have when you get up on that stage, like don't try to contrive anything. Don't try to make it something it's not. Like if you get up on stage and there's not quite as many people as you thought was going to be there. Don't try to open up with the fucking lit song where you're getting everybody fucking dancing around because at that point it's like people are like standing around and there's like it's not that many people and like are we supposed to get fucking crazy right now? It's like you know we're yeah, not play in, to the room yeah yeah it's yeah. like we're not I was like open up and just be honest and that you just have to literally just make it feel natural you know like if the rooms I feel like in a comedy situation it's like when a host if something is feeling weird a good host can go up there and like kind of call it out. Like if somebody's doing this, somebody's doing that and just kind of address the, address the elephant in the room, you know, as cliche as that is. And just once everybody feels like, okay, we all, we all are on the same page again. And now we can approach it from a new perspective. Mm -hmm. We all acknowledge like this, that, the other thing and stuff like that. But yeah, it's that awareness. Comedy too. That was one of the things that I first noticed, like when I could see myself getting better is just like going on stage Doing a joke and then not thinking about the next joke, mm-hmm. but just like feeling out what everyone's reaction is, and then being like, "Oh, this would fit good next." Yeah, mm-hmm. I've never, I've never written like a set list personally. You know, just do, just I have a list of songs that I know in front of me. Yeah, and then I just like you know you have that shit. Yeah, I know I have it, but then it's like, all right, like I can't sit there a week ahead of time and be like, "Oh, when I play at the point." At eleven forty-five, dude, they're gonna want to hear this song. It's like, yeah, that one hot chick's gonna get another mojito. <laughs> I'm gonna crack back the fucking save tonight. <laughs> yeah, fifty-seven. I, I change my effect pedal. <laughs> I load up the tune. Yeah, I've stopped like trying to. I, I would always get like try to visualize the evening, you know, mm-hmm. like on the way there to the gig. And I just stopped doing that because you just realize it's just you have nothing. You're you're just trying to. You're like even if it was the same venue, you know, week after week, you're, you're, it'll probably be like this. No, it's just yeah. another time, and another you know, and there's gonna be the, you know the bartender will be here, and then the water cooler's here, and then the lights broke. It's just mm-hmm. different every time. So yeah. you just have to. Um, it, I think the word is humble. You got to be humble. You know, you kind of want confidence definitely as a performer, but you also want that like 
let the moment take you kind exactly. of thing. Because I've I've gone on stage, particularly after a good show, and and right when I started, like going up cocky, and yeah. I always went right in the yeah. toilet. And you go up with like an expectation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like letting the night. I'll do this because this works. It yeah, it's yeah. like no, it doesn't work. You know, like how do you know it works? You know, so yeah, it's more like humbling which yeah, I, yeah. are you that sure it's w- not working <laughs> right <laughs> that is a good that is a good way of thinking about it, it is humbling because you have to realize how like just because you're the person on stage like there's so many things that go into the entire like you know vibe is a is a another i keep on throwing out words that i hate when other people say but vibe <laughs> that's the word i'm thinking of right now you know but you're a small part of that you know, and just like it's your job when you're good at guitar or good at comedy or good at a language to just channel it through you. Like you're really as an entertainer, you have to take the energy, the room and channel it through you to amplify it to whatever it is. You know, you can't you can't walk in there and be cocky and think that you're going to introduce your own fucking energy yeah. to the room. You know, because people are out, especially if you're doing a comedy show, people are out with certain groups of friends. They've had certain days and everybody's going in there with a different thing. And it's like. As an entertainer, your literal job is to tap into all that and make them have a good time somehow, yeah. you know? Yeah, and with an understanding that, you know, people who came before you, people have been doing this before you and, and essentially mastered it. You know, mm-hmm. you're essentially following Jimi Hendrix every mm-hmm. night and you're following the Beatles or whatever, you know, George Carlin. So it's like when you go perform, you know, if you make a movie or whatever, like I'm making a, a show right now, you know, I'm, I'm, I have to have the awareness that like, look, people have done this, you know, and... Mm-hmm. and um, you sort of have to communicate that too. Like it's, it's, I think it's, 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 it's strange combination between humble and, and confident. I don't know. It's like right in there. Yeah. Like almost like, uh, like how I'd imagine surfing or something really difficult where it's like, you, you have to have the confidence. Baseball is probably the, the, you know, you want to be up there. Ultimately you don't know because you can't see the ball till it leaves the pitcher's hand. You know, I mean, you know, what's like the, a perfect example that I think it sounds, my dad described this to me when I was younger and I was like, Dad, that's a fucking weird analogy. But he would always say like, sex is like that. It's like weird. Oh yeah. It's like, you, I was thinking about, cause like I'm so used as a, as a performer, you're so used to practicing and rehearsing and things. It's like, when you have sex, it's like. You're performing. It yeah. is. It's like, and you, you know, it's the same type of thing. It's like, you know, if you're with this person, it's like, it, you, nobody's planning it out. It's not scripted. It's just like, you both have to just be on the same page. Yeah, there's not like a rehearsal. Yeah. You're not getting fucking reps in at the gym. Yeah, there's no set list that. It's like, <laughs> fucking 9.57, I'm gonna fucking flip this bitch over. And a great, a great athlete is probably a really great example of that too. You know, when you see somebody just dominating in whatever sport, yeah. they're just, they've got some flow state. It's like, yeah, there's skill and there's talent, but there's this other thing that I don't know what it, they're able to just see. You know, a great athlete w- will usually say like they they able to slow the game down. You mm-hmm. know, and they see yeah. they see it in in slower frames. Well, the skill aspect is literally like everybody. You know, I, I've used this example before, but everybody in the same way that everybody in their head can hear a sick ass guitar solo. Like if you're like if you're like listen to a song and like the solo comes on, you're just like. Wah! Like they, yeah, everybody can hear it. Like everybody in their mind, when they see that guy coming at you, can imagine doing a spin and a juke and fucking sprinting the other yeah, way yeah. and hurtling this guy and fucking diving in the end zone. Everybody can imagine that. It's not like these guys are tapped into something we're not, but they, they're what they're tapped into is they are able to manifest, like we've been talking about all fucking day, able to manifest the vision in their mind into going, dude, I see spinning right now and I'm so fucking skilled and talented and have practiced so much that when I think spin, I fucking spin. 
Like when you and I think spin, I'm fucking wearing flip flops and fucking sliding the other way and all kinds of other shit. These guys are fucking spin, boom. It's the same way with music. It's like when I think this note, that note's coming out. Sure. I'm not yeah. hitting a fucking F minor when I'm going for a, a G major. You, you ever know? seen the uh, footage of Woodstock, like uh, the docu like either a documentary or anything like that? You ever seen any of the live performances of Woodstock? I've, I feel like I've probably ran across a couple, but I don't think yeah, I've ever. I've definitely it's, seen more footage of like the crowds at Woodstock than yeah. performances. Yeah. yeah, I recently only seen it. I mean, we heard about it, you know, a big thing in 69, whatever, up in um, New York, whatever. But some of the footage is incredible because the crowd is so quiet. You know, and it's primitive, like, fucking sound speakers and stuff, so you know it can't sound that great. It actually sounds good on stage. They made, like, a documentary. But, like, there's this element of, like, because they know, like, you know, they're rounding up people to send them to the Vietnam War. There's mm -hmm. baby boomers. There's tons of 20-year-olds. Mm -hmm. LSD, psychedelics have just basically changed culture at that point. Mm -hmm. So there's this feeling going on, and it's really amazing. It's a good example of, like, these people who, you know, and some of the performances are like completely making it up. Like the, there's there's basically improv performances at Woodstock. Yeah. Wow. Which is pretty nuts. It's unlike any concert I've I've ever seen because now concerts are a big spectacle. But at that at that time, this was like an important event, you know, culturally. Yeah. It was like I'm playing this song, and it means X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder. I, you know, I, I do wonder because I, I I've never been a big like music festival guy myself, but I feel like those I I, I don't know if a thing like if you go to Coachella or something like that that ever would capture what was going on. No, you know? I don't think it exists anymore. Yeah, exactly. I, um, I mean, I, I think it could exist. I think that I think that people could be brought together in that way, the way they used to. But it's like I don't know. I guess it's like that thing where it was kind of like the first time that it people have been opened up to it, and then ever since and then, now people are trying to recreate it instead of making it. a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the attention span has changed now. The phone destroyed. Um, it may have really destroyed hum humanity just just the instinct to leave the present right because everything happens in the present moment you want to be hyper present and and the second you have a phone you're just you're not there yeah and it is it is it is like that it is you are leaving the present like mm -hmm. i've noticed that as soon as i step in the elevator i don't have fucking elevator music in my apartment building which i think is i i almost want to go to the office and be like you guys need to be fucking playing music in this elevator dude i cannot <laughs> be riding up to the 11th floor every just fucking breathing. day just sitting there with another dude mm -hmm. just like should we say something should we not when the door opens do i say bye or do i like is that weird we didn't say anything before that why am i saying bye now it's like have, so much have a good day yeah, yeah it's yeah. like dude we didn't say anything the whole time we could have exactly we both weren't here like do we talk to people on the stairs no but now we're in this fucking box this floating box and now we're like well i guess we're both uh you going up too? me me too it really is the only conversation you can have like oh shit nice eighth floor cool you know but it's like i the amount of times that i've walked into the elevator and immediately just people immediately grab their phone and it's like you just you switch out you switch out of reality and now it's like well everybody's just on the phone that's a scary thing man I mean I, I see myself doing it obviously we all do it you yeah, know and it's, sure. it's a really terrifying thing and, and it's really I mean, if you ever watch an older person with a smartphone you're like oh my god yeah um, but the amount of you're so vulnerable you got your head down you're just looking you're on a street mm -hmm. and you're like staring into something that doesn't even exist like a digital You're world in a portal it's and the new generation i mean like we we lucked out because we came up i mean we're all roughly the same age and like oh i'm probably 10 years older than you guys right yeah yeah maybe. i'm 37 i'm 37 okay okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so then you probably experienced more, more so yeah but like when eric and i were coming up cell. i remember my my dad got a cell phone when i was in like i want to say sixth grade and he was like 
amazed by it. He would tell everybody he had a cell phone. It became like a joke. People would be like, Tony, did you get a cell phone? He'd be like, like he would just it was like his he just loved the fact that he had one. It was like this amazing thing. But like we we kind of also experienced the world before that. And then and now it's like the younger generation. It's like, dude, like I was watching this kid working out and his uncle is like a personal trainer. Is it my neighbor Darrell? Older black guy, and he's just like he trains people in our little hotel or little apartment gym, which is cool. It's hustling, dude. I was like, hell yeah. And he he'll like train his like uh, probably like a fifteen year old grandson or something like that. And the kid's just on his phone, like while working out. Like literally Damn. like on the treadmill just browsing on the fucking exercise bike. I'm like, yo. There's no way it can be good. I mean, there's no way that it can be good. Uh it's But it is it is it is just about like it's you're going away from the present. Like people don't like I remember when we were at the uh when I was at the um your show last weekend uh-huh. and I was in the bathroom line and I was like what do I do? Do I just stand here? Like, if, I feel like you almost look weirder at this point in this, today's culture if, if you're, you're just not, standing like, there. Time. Yeah, like it's like it's like, dude, is this guy just like standing there looking around? But like, nobody is he up to something. I, I subscribe to that theory that nobody's really paying attention to you. Like they're yeah, really just. Sure. Uh, I mean, if you're standing there with your dick out, yeah, they're gonna. Hey, excuse me, sir. You know. Yeah, if you're calling attention to yourself. But yeah, I mean, I I know the same thing because I was in you know. Uh, just like in Chipotle and just left my phone at home and I'm like, God, am I just going to eat this burrito and stare at the other wall? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, I guess so. Like that's. But I did feel weird. Yeah, I was like, you know, you should be look, looking down, eating and yeah, then looking down and, something. you know, looking getting hot sauce something. on your screen. Oh, fuck. And it's all, it's all, you know, this is, this, we're going to pay a big price for this and I don't, I don't know what that is but it's uh it's we're all gonna go blind in like 10 years yeah that would be the that would be the best case scenario. well i think we're we're, we're sucked into that i think we're just um i don't know i have some friends who are they just they move at the pace of the internet too with their brains and in not a good way it's like they just hop around stories well i care about isis now i care about the the Mm -hmm. the the tidal wave. Oh, did you hear about the? It's like, how do you have this time to process? Just because yeah, you read an article. Bandwidth in your brain. To I mean, these are such complicated issues. You know, whatever it is, politics or and, and yeah, everyone's and you just figured it out in an hour. Yeah, everyone a, is just well, seems to be a thesis that you're gonna post on Facebook. <laughs> Man, and it's it's yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. I think it's really 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 bad. Um, yeah, I don't see. Yeah, I think it's really bad. That's another thing that always, whenever I, when I had that realization about like the kind of like grand improv that that life is just we're all making it up. Like no, for some reason I've always kind of I've never consciously thought of it, but I guess I've been kind of going with this subconscious thought in my mind that like it'll all get figured out. Like the end, the end destiny of our existence is good, right? I don't mm. know why I think that. I don't know why I believe that. I get that lighter, by the way. But like, it's probably like a Catholic thing. Well, I mean, I feel like, I mean, or a Christian thing could be a Christian thing. But I feel like everybody, like, even like philosophically speaking, but like it could very well, like we could be like we could be going down into fucking like the worst situation ever, dude. Like we'd be fucking matrixing ourselves. Like I don't fucking know. You know, yeah, I we wouldn't know be because we're we're just we're right at the tip of. Yeah, yeah we can't see it because it's our day to day, so we just can't see it. This will all make sense, like. When they write about it 500 years later, it's like, oh, okay, well, back then they all did X, Y, and Z. And that's the the biggest giveaway for me is I, I was talking to Marissa and uh, Alex outside. A lot, a lot, had a lot of conversations that Saturday. Basically, I mean, that was a great day. But um, when Alex was smoking a cig, and they were like, oh, Alex, why are you smoking a cig? Blah blah blah. And um, I was like, you know, what's crazy is like the way that, because my brother is four years younger than me, 
And like cig smoking isn't really a thing for people that are like 22, 21 years old. Like they don't smoke cigarettes. Like they all vape if they do anything, you know, mm -hmm. unless you're like, like a hipstery kind of like artsy person, they smoke cigarettes, but yeah, like yeah. popular culture, you're vaping. Nobody, people aren't really smoking cigs, but it's like, and they look at like people who smoke cigs, like our parents are so dumb smoking three packs a day, like blah, blah, blah. But it's like, dude, they, when our parents were coming up, the Their same parents way, were smoking eight packs. Yeah, day. like, dude, they when, we, when I look at like some twenty-two-year-old sorority girl just ripping a jewel all day, just all day, not even thinking about it, and it's like these just came out. Like, we don't know if fifty years from now it's not going to be the same thing as cigs when they're like, oh yeah, they didn't yeah, know yeah. at the time. You're that microwaving these, your lungs. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know that at the time that this was going to cause these health complications. You think our parents would have been smoking three fucking packs a day if they knew in 1960 and 70 what they know now about cigarettes? Sure, used to be able to smoke in hospitals. They didn't give a shit. But the thing I mean, that drives me nuts is that like people say like, oh, this is the way that it is right now. It's not the way that it is. These are products that people came up with and you got sold to. Someone invented the iPhone. Someone invented yeah. Instagram, which is pr it's it's designed to produce dopamine. Yeah. You know, and so it's not the way things are. It's just like Coca-Cola. It's like, yeah, if you kept drinking Coca-Cola, you're going to run into some health problems. Yeah. It's and it's not like, oh, this is just the way it is because we just drink this. It's like, no. It's not the way it is. Th this is this is these are businesses, these are companies that moved in. You know, Facebook is not it's not social media. It's not uh no one is communicating. Yeah. You know, they, that's the illusion. Oh, we're communicating. No, you're not. You're miscommunicating. Yeah. I, uh, every time I, if I have a text with my mother, <laughs> there's, there's, oh, there's miscommunication with my own mother. Yeah. You know, I have to wait till we see, you know, on the phone or, or see, because it's just like, um, you're now using words and words. And again, it's all. Words is a, f a small fraction of language. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. There's, uh, the same thing going back to when we were talking about comedy with the cadence and the timing and the tone. All that stuff is lost. All that stuff is lost. You're Which just makes me feel like comedy is probably going to be just fine because that seems to be the only platform where you can just say... I mean, I don't get offended, so I don't really care. I hear people... I love hearing people say insane, fucked up shit. Oh, yeah. At open my, I enjoy it because it's like, where else are you going to hear that? Yeah. And, and, yeah, and a lot of times, it's a platform to say things that you don't mean. Mm -hmm. For sure. And it's like, that's fun because it's fun to say it's things you don't mean because you don't mean it yeah it's, it's funny, funny to say it's racist things outlandish thing because that you've never heard in real conversation yeah. no one's ever going to say this in real conversation so it's like um, it's like a guilty pleasure yeah that's why you're here that's why race humor is so funny because it's like they say racist things and everyone knows that person's not racist so the yeah. joke is that's funny that this person is saying that yeah so it's 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 yeah it's funny because some people actually think like that right yeah, sure. But, you know, you say that these are products like, you know, cigarettes and, and jeweling and, and the phone, iPhones and stuff like that. They're products that have influenced the direction of our society. Definitely. And that's the way it is. But at the same time, these products came about because they tapped into desires that already exist. Like, technology is really us creating, like, what we imagine to be a perfect world for ourselves. Yeah. Like we're inventing, we're coming up with new ways to do things like all throughout history. If you would have given somebody a phone where it's like, dude, whenever you're like in an awkward situation or like whenever you're just like eating alone or dude, you can just fucking tap into this thing and just start just, you can just get away. You can just get away from reality and just tap into this little fucking box. And that's why you're seeing the rise of like mental health issues. Cause it's like, if you keep doing that, you never build the skill. 
Yeah. And then you always have an escape technology where we've just been civilized to death. We're just inventing things mm -hmm. to, we're, we're, we're racing towards comfort. Everything is comfort. Drink a Coke. It's better than the water. You know, phone, blah, blah, blah. It's comfort, comfort. But if you get too comfortable, man, you're just going to be a fucking boring person. Yeah. You know, you really don't want, you really don't want, that's why people are into like ice baths and shit. It's that it's that discipline of like I'm gonna I'm gonna voluntarily voluntarily put myself through discomfort. A workout is a great example. Yeah. Like, this hurts now, yeah. but tomorrow or it's like gonna a be great. Manual labor job. Yeah, where it's like up, oh, I got. Or do a relationship, this. you know, fatherhood or what, you know, anything um, worth pursuing is, is a level of dif difficulty, and and you want to get. It's like you want to get comfortable being It does make you wonder why that is. Like, you ever think about, like, why is it that the stuff that's, like, the easiest and the stuff that's, like, the most immediately enjoyable also happens to be the stuff that's, like, wor not good for you? Like, why is it that, like, working out is healthier than not working out? I mean, I get it. I understand why it is scientifically. But it is strange that, like, why is eating healthily less enjoyable than eating unhealthily? Like, why is a fucking broccoli salad nowhere near as good as an ice cream sundae? But you can break that in your head, and you can you can you can break that whole system in your head and just yeah. get comfortable. But also, being like anytime someone is like that, though, if someone is like, "Oh yeah, this is nature's candy," like da 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 da, you kind of think to yourself, they're just lying to themselves. Yeah, you never think that they're actually truly saying that. Well, it also comes from like a, you know, it's like that because you're stuck in your own ways. Yeah, that like kind of like girly saying they're like nothing tastes as good as skinny feels and it's like you don't actually enjoy eating healthy but you enjoy the results of eating healthy yeah sure. like if you could have a six-pack eating fucking burgers and pizza all day there's no way you'd still eat salads all day brushing your teeth is a great example of that it's like super it. boring <laughs> yeah you have to do it every day you're like what is this doing but over <laughs> if you time don't do it over you're time like, fuck i should have been doing sure. that sure yeah <laughs> so that, that that means that there are that there are things hidden in routine and discipline hidden for you for your future potential self yeah. that you are you, you are investing in your future by working out or sleep you know like going up and doing a whole bunch of gigs the nights that drive me crazy are like when i'm the off nights where i'm like i'm just gonna go to bed and it's like i have a lot of anxiety of like man maybe i should maybe i should go out should i be doing a show it's like no yeah it's like um, the fear tomorrow is out. the show i'm gonna sleep good and it's like doesn't feel good then but then the next day you wake up rested it's, it's it really it literally is getting out of your own way like you know i was hear, hear somebody talking about that like just imagine like you know the hardest part is like you innately kind of know what you should be doing to be to do to be successful or whatever whatever it is you're trying to accomplish in your mind you kind of have an idea of what you should be doing but like how many people can literally just be like i should be working out right now and then just get up and start working out you know or just like i should be i should be I, i'm gonna sit down and just write for two hours you know, it's not that they don't know that they should be doing that. It's that they can't get out of their own way. It's like, that's what the discipline is. It's like your body is just fucking like animalistic, just like seeking immediate pleasures. And then the mind is trying to control that. That's mm -hmm. what the whole aspect of all that is. It's trying to, you know, mind over matter, trying to influence your will over the base desires of your fucking vessel that you're in. Yeah. I like that saying, like, the secret to your success is hidden in your daily routine. Like something you're doing every day is the answer or what could be killing you but something yeah. in there something you're doing every day is leading you somewhere so you know you put the work in like doing an art you know it's like that that's a good uh discipline it's, we even call it a discipline you know because it's something that you're like you almost don't know why you're doing it like yeah. why am i doing it and then it starts it starts to make sense over time yeah. oh yeah. okay well i'm glad i did that you know we we just hiked down here mm -hmm. a mile down here we're in discomfort mm -hmm. and now 
we're here we're looking at fish yeah we're chilling. and it's almost worth it it's like well you know it's almost like because you want to celebrate you know mm-hmm. you want to like yeah, w- dude, once this is the over, last bee on the planet right there i hope he leaves me alone <laughs> <laughs> that's the last bee dude but that's what i loved um they they had this quote in our high school at Towson when we were there I don't know if it's still all over the stairwells and shit like that but it was a quote from Archimedes and it said "You, we are what we repeatedly do excellence therefore is not a trait it's a habit and totally. I thought about that all the time I was like yeah it's like and that's what self-realization is is because as you get older and as you kind of you kind of do just start to develop your own character for yourself like even when we were talking like when I was on my little trip with you guys I was like I'm about to open my mouth and like how do I like this is just how I talk and I just like I I'm thinking a word but like I know when I open my mouth like this is how I talk this is the this is the like character that I play mm-hmm. in the in our like social circle but it's like as you get older and you start to you start to see where that leads you and that's what self-realization is it's like oh all that stuff that I've been doing my entire life all those habits all those traits that I have have made me into this person and now I understand who I am not as just a thing a person who's just like this is who I am you know and so like that's why I, I like the idea excellent yeah it's not a trait nobody's just excellent but it's like with sure. you, in everything that you do if you're striving for that you just it's like the person who's able to get up every day at six in the morning and make themselves go work out and do that it's not a coincidence that those are the same people that often will be more successful in other aspects of their life because they have that control over themselves you know it's not a, it's not like a mutually exclusive thing you know yeah which is honestly why and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with this, but I've always, the one thing I've always kind of been uncomfortable about is when people talk about like cheating on their significant others. That always makes me feel a little awkward because it says so much about that person. And I'm not yes. able to like, I'm not able to separate that. They're lying. You. For sure. they're you're lying. a liar. They're, yeah, they're, you're a liar. Yeah. And, you know? yeah, and, and, and there's a little, and there's a little instinct with you that goes, Ugh, I don't like, because where there's, where there's smoke, there's fire. Where else are you lying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you're just you. This is the this is your literal significant other. Like this is the other person, the supposedly most important person in your life, and you're routinely lying to them. Yeah, yeah. So who the fuck am I? How can I trust you if you're lying in bed with that person every night? And 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 yeah, no, I was at, I was at Jason's house. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a muscle they're using. That's like it's not good. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was like probably twelve or thirteen, I got into like lying. You ever get in like that phase mm-hmm. when you're you're a kid, you start yeah, realizing yeah. like. I don't have to tell the truth at all, you know? Lying to teachers and stuff. I remember a teacher pulled me aside and he was like, yeah, I know you're full of shit. <laughs> and I had no idea. He knew exactly, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I was a little I was a little boy, so yeah, I didn't you I didn't you know. Away with totally. It. You thought you're the smartest kid on earth. Yeah. And uh and it and I remember what it felt like. I remember it didn't feel good and then telling the truth feels better. It's yeah. just easier too. Way easier. Yeah, it is it is true. It's like, you know, I always think like when you get into like when when you get into like a debate with somebody or if you get in an argument with somebody like if you truly are correct like it's so much easier to debate and argue if you're speaking or like to like when people say like oh like if you're getting if you're testifying for a crime or something like that it's like it's not that hard if you're telling the truth just tell them what the fuck happened sure like i'm innocent this is what happened like it's when you have to create a lie and then and then recreate that lie over and over again and keep sticking to the same story like it's 20,000 times harder to, to get in an argument with somebody who's legitimately just lying to you. They're they're exercising all their mental processing power to try to get past the fact that you're just saying it is what it is. Yeah. You know? But they, that is something that, like, I think about from time to time, like, certain people. But I guess, you know, I mean, I've known a lot of, like, legitimately like, guys, good guys that just routinely just fucking cheat on their girlfriends. I'm like, damn, that's fucking crazy. 
Yeah, I'm just not into, you know, yeah, like lying and manipulating, you know, it's like, yeah, I guess, you know, I, I don't know. And I've, you know, I guess cheating is definitely a, that's a trait of somebody, you know, it's like, I'm, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you know, I had, you know, you get a buddy tell you or something. Especially, yeah. you know, be like, hey, man, uh, don't, don't, t-. and then you got to go to a barbecue with the girl. And exactly. you're like, dude, don't fuck. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, I got to yeah. hide with your dirty <laughs> secrets. Yeah. While we're playing horseshoes with her. And I'm like, yeah, oh, no, yeah, I'm no, he's a great guy. She asked me, oh, where was he last night? Uh, with me, I guess. Have you ever, how about, how about, how about either spouses or, you know, girlfriends or boyfriends who so you're, you're having a conversation with, and, and they're just trashing their boyfriend or girlfriend. Uh, yeah. They're like, yeah, well, he, you know, him, he's, and they'll say something. Like it's that's like you're so supposed insulting. Supposed to be his fucking first line of defense, dude. What are yeah, you doing? yeah, and and they they just yeah yeah you know so and so he you know he can't get his shit together. I'm like wow that wow yeah it's quite a thing to say about somebody that you're that you quote unquote love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think I mean speaking negatively in general is something that I've tried to get away from because it is it is really fun to gossip. Like gossiping is is it's fun. It's oh, yeah. a, it's an immediate. I hate it, especially when you're like when you're like uh you know but there's like. It's fun for certain people because it's an immediate way for everybody to unify on like that one, like especially if you're like working at like a restaurant or something like that, and there's like that one coworker that everybody fucking doesn't like, and mm-hmm. you all fucking at the back stock thing, just fucking talking shit, and it's like you guys really don't have much to relate to other than that one guy that you all don't like, and it's an easy way to everybody to just like kind of like yeah, it's a it's a cheap way of having a social connection. But by more fun is like ball busting. That's that's the best. So you're that making best. fun yeah, of yeah. someone to their face, mm-hmm. and then it ends in a high five mm-hmm. you know and it's all good like i i love that oh you yeah know, that's, where you that's could just make fun of somebody or they scenario. make fun of you and it's just like that i love that because mm-hmm. that's like genuine honesty and you know that they can say it to your face yeah like i wouldn't say those things if i thought it was gonna be legitimately hurtful to you the right, last thing yeah. i want to do is fucking hurt your feelings but unless you're trying to i was hanging out with a guy last night with a buddy who brought over a friend who i did not like i just did not like this guy Ugh, and he said too. a couple things, and then I just and then and I he kept grabbing beer, so it was like clear that he wasn't leaving. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna hang around," and I was like, "I'm gonna just fucking destroy this guy." So literally everything I said, I was trying to be as rude. I mean, this guy was a sack of shit. So I didn't. I was. I was just like, "We're gonna. It's all green lights here. I'm gonna see how far." Because I know he wasn't gonna do anything. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I was just <laughs> like, I was just like, I'm gonna just hurl, I'm gonna be as rude and just verbally abuse this guy. When everything he said, I'd be like, hey, that's fucking stupid or that's boring. I would just insult <laughs> the shit. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun because I knew this guy, he exposed himself as being a shithead. He said a couple shitty things I didn't like and then I I felt myself like deep. I was like, ooh, that really bothered me. I was like, you know, you get like the shakes a little bit. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna fuck this guy up. He's just <laughs> saying some hateful shit, you know? Yeah. And he was just awfully confident. So uh, that was great, man. That that was like, that was just great. That is kind of yeah. I, I've definitely, uh, I'll I'll definitely sometimes if somebody's like annoying me, I will. But I'll always do it. For me, I always do it in the form of joking. But there are certain times when I'll make certain jokes when like that one was meant to actually piss you off a little bit. Like when I said <laughs> that one, that wasn't me just busting your balls. That was me like digging at something that yeah. I knew was gonna fucking get you. But that's 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 rare for me. I would say. Yeah, I try to make everybody just disappear. You know, in life, you're really just up against yourself. You're in your own way. You're trying to get, you know, you're really just seeing other versions of yourself out there. It's best to just 
they're just blank faces. That's why it's always weird when you meet a friend of a friend, like in your situation yeah. you're talking about. It's like that's the weirdest thing because, like, you know. Well, I'll he gave a- me the heads up. He gave me the heads up. This guy is kind of fucking weird. So that's why I was able to double down because he was like, uh, he says some weird shit. And I was like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> and the reason I was so insulted is I came in, like, I usually just treat everybody, like, really good right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And then if you, if I don't, if I don't like that, now I feel embarrassed. I just shook your hand. Yeah. Um. I got to the point where I stood up when I went to leave, and I shook my buddy's hand, and then the other dude got up to shake my hand, and I was like, "Nah, I'm good." And just <laughs> damn. Fucking stone cold, and it felt good, man. It really felt. Good. This guy was a piece of shit. Wow. I, I'm all That's about funny. like peace and love to everybody, but there are some people who just they gotta go. They gotta go. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I I want to be cool, but I don't need to be cool with everybody. You know what I mean? That's true, and I'm I'm all about like enlightenment, but and, and you know and and all that. But some people, it's like fuck you, go stand on that side of the room. I don't like you, <laughs> you know. That's crazy. and I don't feel bad about it. I mean, it's just like I mean, it's like fully justified. I, I don't I don't I don't ever do that unless somebody I found out something is really missing in this or this person is capable of evil. Because yeah. you, you gotta you know some people are lost in this and that, but some people are dangerous. Yeah, I'm curious like. I'm not gonna ask you again, but I, I, I like, I that does make me wonder, like, what the kind of shit this guy was saying. I mean, I'm sure it was probably also like a lot of stuff that kind of like you had. All to right, so I mean, I'll say, you know, so we we were we were we were hanging out, and he was talking about the fights downtown, mm-hmm. uh-huh. right? We're talking about you know there was a bunch yeah, like of teenagers of downtown jumping on cars or whatever, whatever the story was. Right, it happens mm-hmm. all the time, whatever. But this fuck ass was he's from West Virginia or something. Real cocky guy. This is why. It's, it's hard. Well, the way I'm describing it makes me sound like a dick, but he was like a real cocky, arrogant dude. Big, fat, fucking waste of life, right? So he's, so he's arrogant for no reason, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, he just had a little too much, you know, racial fucking, the way he said it yeah. triggered me big time. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. And I was like, and he was like, oh, are you from Baltimore? I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, he was like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, where the fuck are you from? West Virginia. I was like, go back to West Virginia. <laughs> and uh, he did, that was like the moment where he, he bit the bait and he was just like, he kind of like slouched down. I was like, oh, I'm just going to bury this guy. Because he already said, he just, he was just saying shit about black people downtown. And it's like, have you ever been down there? Before? And it wasn't, again, it's not the words, it's, it's how he said it, you know? Yeah. And uh, then I was like, you know, I'm not, I was like, first of all, I'm not going to get offended, right? Because I don't get offended. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if I don't like something you're going you're gonna to say, I'm not all wrapped together, you know? So yeah. we might yeah. have a problem. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to act like responsible and mature and, and all that offended me. It's like, no, I'm, I'm going to throw a fucking bottle at your head if you, you know, if you keep <laughs> fucking looking. I mean, he really, really bothered me. I mean, some people, I don't like being confrontational, but I, I can be. And I think that, um, I think that's important. I mean, I mean, when, you know, when yeah, because you have your you have your beliefs and you kind of you know. I just have. I just like who are you if you don't stand? By I remember them? getting bullied in like you know everybody gets bullied. I got bullied in like fifth or sixth grade, and this kid was bothering me. And I told my dad, and he's like, "Look, I can't be there." So you know, tell a teacher that this kid's bothering you, and the next time he bothers you, just punch him in the face, and that way you've already notified. Yeah. You know, teachers. Yeah, yeah. And ever since then, I was like. Because you can't let anybody bully you. You can't, you can't, you cannot let anybody bully you. You know, that, yeah. you have to be warlike when, when it needs to be. You can't let people just say shit and get like, hey, fuck you. you know? And it is weird how bullying kind of evolves as you get older because when you're younger, 
um, it's very kind of like blatant. Like it's very obvious what's going on. It's very rudimentary, like picking on you, you know, the classic wedgies or give me your, like all kinds of bullying and shit like that. But bullies exist in regular life all the time well into adulthood like when you're just hanging out with a person who just makes you feel he wanted like, the power and he was like trying to say things and put himself in I, was, I don't like this little angle he's pulling i was like i'm gonna take him out right now I mean, it was just verbally whatever yeah but um yeah i just i just really believe her that like you can't let people if somebody is fucking with you you gotta go at them yeah. you know and it's like you just have to mm-hmm. you know and it does make me wonder, like, are these, you know, with him, are these beliefs that he actually has? Or are these beliefs that he is posturing because he's trying to assert that? Sure. Yeah, uh, like, is he trying to fit in by doing that, you know? Yeah. Because that's a problem that I run into all the time. And one of the reasons why I, I am, I'm not a super confrontational person, I would say. But that's because I don't have that level of, con- like, I'm so in tune with the fact that I do so much shit that's, like, stupid and like you know i'm not an organized person i'm not this i'm not that so like whenever i'm in a situation where like i'm at some level of conflict i immediately revert to like what did i do wrong to cause this and i think that's a healthy level of self-awareness too because there are certain people that just walk through life and the minute anything makes them feel any type of way they immediately revert to oh this guy's the problem you know but i try to maintain a healthy level of like what am i doing to contribute to this situation and it's only when i've taken a step back and addressed everything I could possibly address on my end. What am I doing? And once I've, once it really comes down to, for me, it's once I see in the other person, they're not making those same adjustments. Like that, like once I'm doing something and I'm aware that there's a conflict and I'm doing everything in my power to remediate it. And those people are still stuck in their own fucking way where they're like, no, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. That's when I get like, Oh, well, fuck you then dude. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I, I'm, able to step outside of myself enough to acknowledge that this is a two-person thing yeah it's not just you it's not just me these are two people coming from equally viable and valuable perspectives and life experiences everything and we're at an impasse and we're at a point of conflict and i'm willing to try to take steps out of what i'm doing and address that you know they're they're interfering with what you're doing i'm doing a bad job of describing it but it's like i there are certain people that like the people that annoy me the most are the people that are like particularly and and it's most evident on like social media i would say but the people that are just so what the what fuck the, was maybe that? that's the cliffs Bear? oh that's yeah people person. just jumped in oh that's the cliff we're not on the cliffs guys we're not on the cliffs we're on the cliffs we're on the fucking danger cliffs down. baby but like <laughs> a couple feet down from the cliffs apparently better not be any bullies down there <laughs> <laughs> but that's like that's like one of the things i don't know yeah, I just, uh, man, I think when there's people, some people that just got, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting older. I'm not, like, I, I, I don't I, like when people are on that power, you know, it's like, cause I like to be really respectful. Mm-hmm. And if I just feel like you've immediately disrespected me anyway, like I'm, it, it, I, it cannot stand, you know what I mean? I'm a small guy. So maybe I just have a small man's complex. I have to get one off before they do. Cause <laughs> I mean, it's like, I feel like I know you at least decently enough to, to feel confident in that whatever the situation was that your way of handling it was not inappropriate. Yeah. Like, I'm not, you know, of course, any situation could have been handled better, I'm sure, but I would no, say... No, what I'm saying is yeah. I, I was intentionally inappropriate, and I did it I did it purposely, and I did it. I was like, I'm going to make this... Because we were hanging out in this courtyard, and I was like, I'm going to make this as uncomfortable for this guy. <laughs> I told him I don't like you. 
<laughs> no, I told him to go back. I mean, calmly. We weren't. We weren't. It wasn't like yeah, a confrontational like, thing. But I, I was. Like you. I was ready to uh, just make it uncomfortable. What I'm saying is like, those are my. I'm saying it was justifiable. I didn't take the higher path. I took the low one. You know what I mean? And uh, and and that's what I was saying. It was more like, all right, well, fuck you. Well, then fuck you. Well, sometimes there is no higher path with people. I mean, that's yeah. that's really. I mean, like there are times in life. I felt some evil, and so I was like, I'm not gonna be the better man. I was like, you're gonna have to you're not gonna she's just not gonna be able to yeah i don't know it, it was it's a hard thing to describe because it's a rare thing you know most mm -hmm. people most people are fucking great i mean yeah. you know most people are your friends at the very least it's not you know like it all comes down for me it's a it's a it's a respect and understanding that we're all coming from a good place you know and that's when i the distinction that i like to make when I was talking about social media, it's like those people that go on there and they're like, this is my opinion, and honestly, if you don't feel the same way about this, then fuck you, delete me, blah, 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 and like, you know, this, is, this isn't this is up for debate, this is a human issue, that's my favorite line, this is a human right. issue, not a political issue, it's like, that's just your way of saying that like, this is your opinion, and you're immediately taking any level of conversation about that opinion off the table because you're saying like, this is my opinion, and my opinion is sacred, and not up for debate. And so I'm so I'm so certain of myself and my perspective on everything. I'm so sure that everything that I think is so correct that even the mere concept of somebody even talking to me about it is offensive to my existence. You know? And so there are times in life when like there are people I guess I'm saying that would have done the same thing that you did but on a way more uncalled for, like on on something that like wouldn't have warranted. On and I level. saw I could see the situation because I knew the right thing to do, and, or not the right thing to do, but I knew what the classic thing to do would be. Like, excuse me, uh, what your your earlier comments really bothered me. Yeah. And I think that sounds really hateful. And I know I just, but I was like, I'm not gonna say that because I was yeah. like, that makes me sound like I'm like, no, I was in this courtyard first. You showed up. Yeah. So you watch your fucking mouth. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm because I'm not going to get offended. I'm just going to slap you. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing. Because like, <laughs> like I said, I'm not going to do the right thing. I'm, yeah. I, I had a confusing upbringing, I guess. I don't know. I'm not wrapped. I'm not all there. So it's like, well, sometimes I don't know if I wasn't is, ready to take the higher path there. Just saying it like that with certain people isn't always necessarily the right thing in my mind, because there's certain people that like, you know, if, if we were having a conversation, for instance, and I said something that really didn't sit well with you like i had an opinion on something or something like that i feel like at least i would think this about myself if you were to be like yo i just want to let you know the thing you just said the way you go about that particular issue really makes me feel uncomfortable well no it was it was it w i would never it wasn't that context he, he yeah. was just saying like yeah, a bunch of n-words down in the city blah blah, mm -hmm. blah. It, was, it was just it was just the way he was saying it, it wasn't yeah. like Cause I would, n I never get in discussions and like, oh well, that's a, you know, that I don't, you know, we could have any conversation. Yeah. We never, me and me and this particular guy never got into a conversation. Yeah. It was just I saw him talking to my other buddy a certain way. I'm like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? You know. Yeah. And he'd already give me a heads up. Yeah. And then he was also pompously, yeah, I'll sue this guy and fuck this and you know, he was just a shitbag. So it was like, but yeah, I, I have no history of like getting in a conversation and, and then. Um, cause I'm very open-minded. I'll listen to anybody as long as it's not like malicious. And that's what, you know, that's what I sensed with this guy was like, you know, he yeah. was, was malicious. I was like, oh, he's a bad dude. I don't know. I yeah. just got this. And that's the difference. That's, that's the distinction I'm making is like, we never had you, a conversation. When in, you can tell way. somebody's coming from a good place, you can come from a good, like, yeah. you can, uh, I, like I always say, like, you can, uh, like, you can have different opinions on any particular thing. Like you can agree on a problem 
and not necessarily agree on the solution. Totally. Like you can say two people can agree that, oh, poverty in this area is a terrible thing. Education, the, the lack of, you know, proper education in this part of town is not a good thing. But if we both go out and say, well, my solution to this would be this. And you say, well, no, actually, I think the solution would be this. The minute one person says that and be like, you know what? You just don't fucking care about poor people. Because oh, you don't yeah. agree with right. my solution right. to this thing that we both already established that we agree on. Mm. Like, we're both having a conversation about how to solve a certain thing. Now, if somebody is sitting there going, man, fuck those fuckers, man, I don't fucking care. Like, they deserve to live like that, blah, 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 blah. Then you can say, okay, well, we don't agree on the problem. We're coming from a different place. Like, you're acknowledging that this is a thing and you don't give a fuck. And I'm acknowledging this is a thing and I do give a fuck. But if we're both saying here, like, yeah, we both give a fuck. Don't then try to cast aspersions onto me that, like, because I don't agree with your solution, that somehow means that I don't actually give a fuck. Sure. Yeah. You know? And that's what bothers me. And that's what bothers me about the way people get on, on things that just don't call for that. Well, dude. they don't have diverse friendships. I mean, like, I have a, I have a couple buddies, and one of the best things we, we do is, like, we, we argue. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. it's like... I enjoy that. I'm open-minded. And it's like, it never, it never ends bad. Cause it's like it, you, you, human spirit should be collaborative. And it's like, Oh, okay. Offering things. But this wasn't that at all. He, it was yeah. just, I mean, yeah. I, I, I probably shouldn't even brought up this fucking story. Now it sounds like a fucking no, but what I was maniac. Gonna, no, 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 no. Cause it, it's a real experience. And I've had those experiences probably on a lighter level. I don't think I've ever like stone cold at somebody, um, personally, but that's just not the way that I generally, that's like not the way I'm in the habit of handling stuff. Um, but I'm not saying that that is necessarily because like there's a certain thing that you could say like if you did shake that guy's hand then that would have been like a fake sign of like we're cool totally and if you're not cool why would I why would I pretend that I'm no cool I, with you? Jimmy I sat yeah. for an hour with this guy and I thought about the handshake I was like I'm not gonna shake this guy's hand I was like fuck <laughs> and every time he went to grab a beer I was like oh look he's he's grabbing another beer I was making fun of him in all kinds of ways yeah he was just he was just uh yeah he was just like that bully kind of thing I just I I, I wasn't I knew that I'm like I'm just gonna be cool or I could have left. I'm like, no, I'm not going to leave. Fuck you. you know? Yeah, because in all those things, even when you step back and you talk to a person who's coming at it from that, like we were saying, like bullies are every age. There's bullies at all ages. And when this guy clearly comes in and he's being that type of person, they don't respond to when you take a step of like vulnerable. When you take a place of vulnerability like that, that's what they're actually aiming for. Yeah. Their goal is to make you feel vulnerable because that's how they make themselves feel that's invulnerable. How they're positioning themselves. Yeah. So so the only way that you can actually confront those types of people that are trying to make you feel that way is to make them feel that way. You have to bully a bully. Yes, you absolutely have to. And and most bullies are pussies and you can smell it. You can just smell it on them, you know? And and I I don't know. I I've, I've I feel like I'm very 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 experienced in conversation. I've had a very you know, I just I've experienced a lot of things, had a lot of conversations. So I feel like that's why I was able to pull the trigger on this one. I was like, all right, this guy's a unanimous douchebag. Like, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? I felt very justified. I was like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's he, no misunderstanding here. There's, there's no, no, yeah, because we never had a conversation. We, it, it was just I was listening to his words, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, that's a little shitty, you know. And I, and it was just like this out of towner dude. His eyes were moving a little weird, and he was just like slamming beers, talking about coke. Fuck these people. Fuck this. I was like immediately fucking did not like this guy and i felt humiliated because i was like what's up brother how you doing and then he he his first story out was pretty funny 
So I'm like, oh, I like this guy, you know. What? And I, I just kind of was like a little too like, too yeah, open you're, to too it, open. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're in the thing. And then once I felt disrespected, I was like, this motherfucker. If I give him more rope, he's just gonna take it, yeah. you know. And I could tell this is the kind of dude that would bully anybody. And I just, uh, I don't know why I'm so sensitive to it, but you, you just, you cannot let people do that to you you know yeah. what i mean just so you got you, it's just like a self-respect thing i hate watching someone get bullied. someone someone's bothering me i'm like why is someone bothering you mm-hmm. like nip that in the bud like don't let people shouldn't be bothering you in your life yeah. Yeah. you know like solve that and that's gonna that might mean you're gonna get your ass kicked but or they won't be in your life like, anymore i i know it's not like the culture is like you know you can't man up or you don't be a pussy i'm a big advocate of man up and don't be a pussy yeah i mean i'm sorry that's just I like that about myself. I like yeah. that about people. You know, there's a, there's a, you're, you are a sentient being, and, and a, but you are there is a warlike ape in you as well. Mm-hmm. And sure. you know, the lizard brain. It's like yeah. some people you need to let them have it, man. And yeah. it's not a. And like I said, me and this guy, it was never about a conversation or topics. You know, it was just like I just didn't like this guy. Yeah. So and if he's is, listening, fuck you. I hope you fucking drive off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of a thing when you get in those social situations that like. There, I've been in those situations where you just feel like all of a sudden I'm on my toes. I'm try- trying to walk around you, and like it just the minute I have to like adjust myself for someone else, it just like that's and, and I can yeah. tell that they're do they're 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 like that's what they want from me. You know, and it's dude. Same- I get along with fucking everybody, mm-hmm. and so I I don't want to say I'm at the barometer of social, but if like someone bothers me, it's a rare feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm. I can always apologize if I'm wrong, but I'm usually never wrong. It's only happened a couple times, you know what I mean? But <laughs> most people are great, you know. I I don't have issues with anybody, but Well, that's that's the thing. Um there are Adam people Carolla said that he was like, you know, his wife was like, "Why do you always think you're right when you're arguing?" He was like, "I only argue when I know I'm right." <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to get in an argument with somebody about something where I don't legitimately believe that like I wouldn't I'm not gonna if you brought up a topic that I didn't know shit about sure I wouldn't sit there and have a hard line stance on it I'd be like if you like for yeah. instance like I don't get into arguments I mean I mean I, I mean a little, little, little debate but I definitely don't argue yeah, yeah. you know because it's like yeah you want to be right or do you want oh, to be happy back. damn that's a Holy big shit, fish that's a big one. God damn! But like that joke when we were watching, uh, what was that guy's name we were watching stand up? Uh, Nate Bargatze. Nate Bargatze when he was talking about like the pipeline. Like there are people who literally know nothing about that situation. Like he's like, yeah, I guess there's a pipe going. You just can't have pipes going through this part of. And like people just have these hard line. I know. Just stances like, no, it's wrong. But it's like, do you actually know anything about the situation? Right. Are you familiar with the people involved? Are you familiar who it's affected? And are you like, do you just have this like earth shattering stance on something? And you're willing to argue it as if, like, your stance is actually, like, justifiable in any type of, like, actual thinking, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And that, there's that, you know, it's like, that's like a weak person's mentality where they want to have the power. Mm-hmm. And some people, they're not even arguing. So a lot of things I see online, I don't even know if they believe in what they're typing. It's almost like they're looking for meaning. They're looking for respect. No, nothing feels better than respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you can, like you know say the right thing and then oh i respect you for saying that. <gasps> Ooh, that feels good mm-hmm. you know I so i think it's like a scramble too. but i mean yeah we definitely weren't talking about like spaying and neuter your pet or you know build a wall <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't even a topic it was just yeah it was, it just, was just like, like classic like little boy shit i was like oh no this guy's just he just wants an angle he's just bully i don't like the i just didn't like i don't know mm-hmm. man but you see that like with the opinions and stuff like that uh, you know it brings me to social media because it's like those people that are online saying all these things and putting out all these opinions and stuff like that 
And especially it's most evident when somebody like gets caught for like a bad tweet or like a bad joke or something like that and everybody piles on them and then when they apologize and then it just becomes like they the, you can tell that it's a bullying mentality because once the person tries to admit that they were wrong or this that the other thing and they just keep piling on is because you fed them what they want and that's the bully instinct. They are they are literally online posturing themselves to try to above other people as a means of lifting themselves up. You, you mu- know? yeah, you must bully a bully. That's how you yeah, as soon as you find out someone's because everyone has some sort of power in something and i'm not not trying to say like you should be warlike but that instinct should be there to be like all right listen if you have a community were you gonna let someone just come in and take your shit yeah i mean because that's how that's how it happens you know that it's a weakness in in you like well i don't know someone should say something it's like yeah man it's like it is it is a natural thing. Like, is there a way, you know, people talk about, like, world peace and stuff like that, and obviously that is the ideal goal. But, like, there are situations in life when, like, there is no, you know, fighting is a natural part, like, not necessarily physically fighting, but I guess if you wanted to take it there, like, even war. Like, how did people, you know, I think, like, if we were in a war, how, and I got drafted in the military or something like that, what would have to be going on for me to legitimately get behind picking up a gun and killing another ki- human being like i remember being a kid and thinking it was like you know like running around and playing army with my course, dad's golf yeah. club pretending i had a gun and like yeah, jumping yeah. on couches and shit and like it seemed cool but as i got older i realized like what it really is like yeah people real people <laughs> that are being sent out to random fucking places across the globe and being told like you're gonna get shot at they're trying to kill you we're trying to kill them and these are on the other side it's the same people and how do you how do you how do you bring yourself to a point to feel so ju- because there is a point when it's like you there's a give and take to humanity where you listen to somebody else and they listen to you and you talk back and forth and you talk but at a certain point you have to have a line yeah you know and that line is where they are continuing to cross that line you have no other choice like if somebody's fucking mugging you exactly. we're going to talk them out of it Exactly. You talk him out of it? It's like you, you want to have empathy. You want to go, okay, I know he doesn't have anything, blah, blah, blah. But however, you are approaching me on a street. So now it's a problem. And it's like I don't have time for the whatever happened in your childhood. You're going to have to deal with what happened in my childhood. It's just like, yeah, it's sometimes that's inevitable. I think there are bad dudes out there. Yeah. You yeah know? And it's people. like there's just bad, bad guys. And it's like I, I don't think that I could shoot somebody. And I think that every time I've had like a phys- physical altercation, I've definitely felt like a remorse. You know, you feel that like, that was stupid. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's like, there's just bad people, man. And you know, I'm not, Especially the older you get, the more, the more I've become in, t- in touch with the magnitude of those things. Like when you like getting in a fight when you're 27 years old, like that's Ridiculous. kind of a crazy yeah thought. totally it's never good yeah it's never good it's like when is this like you know but at the same time like maybe there are still times when that could like if somebody fucking like you know slaps your girlfriend in the face dude the exactly yeah you, you have a guy come over and grab your girlfriend's ass guess what dude i'm not gonna go, like i'm gonna go to jail then because it's yeah, like yeah. I, and i don't it's like i'm not trying to say because this isn't like tough guy talk hour by the lake here or anything like that <laughs> But, but it is a little yeah, bit of like it's not even long. like kick your ass. It's like no, I'm I'm gonna get my ass kicked because getting a fight, you don't you don't kick somebody's ass. You you, you both you both risk crazy. It's not good ever. But I guess what I'm saying is that that instinct is there, and that's what war is. Because the guys will go, guys and girls, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll storm a beach knowing that I'll probably get blown up. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm certainly not out here advocating for war and shit like that. I don't think that I could shoot someone. You know, I don't I don't want to take anyone's life or anything like that. But no. But I don't 
but I do, I, I do have a protective instinct, and I do like protecting, you know, um, certainly if I'm with a girl, like, look, look sorry, we're not going to be equals, you know? If we're on the street, I got to go deal with that guy. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so so it's like, I'm going to have to deal with that. I'm going to have to get beat up in front of you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But it is, like, I do think about those situations because I feel like as Americans and one of the things that, like, one of the things that I think is crazy about growing up in America and, I guess, growing up at this time throughout history where we are the the superpower of the world is that, like, there are legitimately other countries that, like, we have fucking military bases in, like, what, 300-something countries? Yeah, like, all across the world. But it's, like, all over the world. And, And, like, dude, if I was, like, just chilling in my apartment and there was like some fucking like military outpost from China that was like telling me you can do this you can't do that this is when you have to go back inside you'd be like fuck you dude, guys I, I, totally. I could see like when they start coming in and saying like you you know this is like I could see picking up a gun for that you know but yeah. it would have to be something that, like I could see how people would die for their country sure but it's like when you you know I couldn't see them just being like they have weapons of mass destruction and were sent like, dude, no, I'm not going over there. Sure. I don't care. When they bomb my neighborhood, that's when I'll care. When they bomb, when they bomb, you know, I guess any neighborhood, that's when I'll be like, oh shit, okay. Now they're, now they're, they're going for it. But it's like, I don't know. We don't have fucking German tanks rolling down York Road, you know? It would be, it's just hard for me to picture it and it's hard, but it's also, it's, it's important that we acknowledge that it is real. That like yeah, the world's not safe. I mean, that's the thing that bothers me with like, you know, it's like, well, it's supposed to be safe. It's not fucking safe. If you're going to a bar, it's not safe. You know, yeah. like I gotta work sometimes, working the door at wind up. Like, you want to drink, blah, blah blah. I'm like, fuck no. I, mean, I want to stand. I'm out at the North Avenue. You know, I'm five foot eight, 150 pounds, soaking wet. You know. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to do much, but I'm expected to like deal with what, I, and I've yeah, had to. I got to be on my toes. And it's not. Uh, it's like, yeah, I know. I know it's all peace and love, Baltimore, but there's just bad people out there, and I've seen yeah. bad shit. And mm-hmm. you know, it's like you don't want to. You want to be vigilant. You know, I'm old school. When you walk in a room, you look around the room, and you you see the exits, see who who's who. I mean, there are people that come in and shoot. I was talking to my brother. He's a teacher, and he's like, yeah, you know, they 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 put us in these new classrooms and it sucks because the windows are right there in the courtyard i'm like what do you mean it's nice windows he's like yeah but i mean if an active shooter came in you know we'd be i'm like god oh that's right like nowadays that's Mm -hmm. a a legitimate threat somebody comes in and mows down a bunch of people yeah there are bad people out there yeah and and that's up that's that's the crazy thing going back to like the improv thing is like we improv people are bad people (laughs) 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 fucking yeah But like when I'm you, just kidding. <laughs> I was ready to jump on board with that dude. Hardcore. Hardcore. Morally but, they're bad. They make bad decisions. But like we we I guess from my perspective, I always have in some weird way just always assumed that there was some plan or some script to what's happening. And that I've as I've gotten older, I've kind of graduated out of that to realizing that I don't you know, they're really like anything can happen at any time and like it's the people that like the people that are dumb enough to walk around you know walk their dog in fucking you know west baltimore at night <sighs> yeah 1am sh- on their fucking phone. headphones in oh my yeah. god and it's like you're you're literally working off it's like it hasn't happened to me yet therefore it can't ha- it's like yeah. Yeah, like yeah. how can you not be like there is no plan to this like you know a day before 911 there was no such thing as 911 nobody had conceived of it and then it happened and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's a part of history. But like, no, it was like, 
people leave in bars drunk because you know they assume whatever. You know, first of all, alcohol is dangerous. You leave bar drunk, getting a lift, somebody mm-hmm. you know takes you home and cuts you up in a million pieces. I mean, there's yeah. like it's dangerous in nightlife. Certainly, I mean, like you know, what does it say? Nothing good happens after midnight. You know, you should yeah, be yeah. a little aware. You know, especially these people that we want to live in Baltimore. Baltimore is not fucking safe. You know, yeah. it's yeah. a great city. I love it. It's got massive, massive problems. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just wouldn't go strolling down certain streets and just like, well, we need to feel safe. It's like, I don't fucking feel safe. So yeah. how are you going to feel Why safe? Why should I yeah, need yeah. to feel safe? I'll feel safe when I feel safe. Yeah. And yeah. I also don't need to feel safe. I like an element of like, cool, it's all good. And then you kind of get home. You're like, yeah, we made it. It's like, I it doesn't bother me that things are slightly unsafe. Because yeah. you're aware that, that but that's things. that's also just life. Yeah, exactly. Well, dude, even going down this hill, I remember thinking. Totally. Like, that- <laughs> dude, I was like, dude. One of, uh, I guess I was just being like, well, I didn't plan on falling down the hill right. into a rock cliff today, <laughs> so I guess it's not going to happen. Sure. I, it wasn't my pl- planner, you know, but like, as I'm going down the cliff, I'm like, I could fall down this fucking cliff. Sure. Yeah. Eric could fall, you could fall, and then be pissed off that I talked you guys into coming down here, and then sure. you guys were like, fuck you, Jimmy, why the fuck did you bring us down here? I'm, you know, fucking, I, I broke my leg or something, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Bad things happen, you know, I mean, it's like, you want to be vigilant, particularly in a city, you know, it's like people getting on the light rail and not paying attention, I'm like... You need to fucking pay attention, you know, because you're going to need to look up from your phone, look around. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I I did spend many years, like, super paranoid, so it's like, I guess I'm I'm finally um, at, a, at a manageable level. But yeah. Yeah. I guess, again, comes from, you know, not being a big guy. You always have to, you know, look out. My dad was a small dude, my brother, so we're always kind of... I don't have the luxury of just being this big-ass dude or, like, whatever, if something happens, <laughs> like, no. If something happens, I'm getting punched. And I'm getting fucking, you know, I'm getting hurt. Yeah. So, which is, yeah. yeah, which is why. Like, <laughs> so if I'm gonna get hurt, then I'm gonna make sure I have a, a plan for this and you know some some strategy. Which is why, like, yeah, being a chick, just imagine that, dude. I thought Dave. Chappelle's, oh, I can't imagine that. Dave Chappelle's bit where he was like, I remember, like, they gave me like a thousand, ten thousand dollars cash, and I was walking around my backpack on the bus with ten thousand dollars cash, and he was like, now just imagine if, like, they have, he was like, I finally understood what it was like to be a woman because like you have this thing that everybody wants, and you're Absolutely. walking around with it all the time. Yeah. You know, and he was like, he was like, I understand everybody looking at you, like you feel like a victim, and then to add insult to injury, you're the more vulnerable person like if i was walking around ten thousand, if the guys were walking around that everybody wanted like it'd be like different you know mm-hmm. but it's like it's just like the there's a healthy there's a healthy awareness of risk in life that is necessary and you have to navigate like because like even like you said going buying drano at the store is dangerous in more ways than one not just even related to drano but driving on the road maybe you're driving fine and some other fucking asshole runs a red light and t-bones you and kills you even though you were fucking driving perfectly fine like there's a risk that you're undergoing anytime you do anything yeah totally driving is a great example because people yeah again be on their phones or whatever and they just they take it a little too lightly i'm like you know we're going 75 on 95 (laughs) you know i mean it's like and we're next to a truck and it's like i'm glad we're having a good conversation but like you're paying attention right you know it's like yeah this is dangerous you know yeah Mm -hmm. and car accidents dude car accidents i've been in like one real one I guess no. Thankfully, nobody was really seriously hurt, but it just happens so quick, and you realize like I've known people that just like one second they're driving, and the next second they're just dead. Yeah, you know the next it's like it's insane. It just but at the same time you can't let that stop you from doing certain things in life. Sure, exactly. But I do avoid unnecessary risk at all costs. Like, dude, you hit me up to go fucking snowboarding, I might come, but dude, at the same time, I mean. I don't enjoy it that much, and it's not worth fucking the risk to me. 
Yeah. Like I don't I don't have the need. I've never been a thrill seeker, dude. And there's people that get off to like they love the rush of like not being in control and like going really fast and stuff like that. I fucking hate that, dude. Not being in control is fucking scary to me. I don't be fucking rolling down a hill on a longboard at 85 miles per hour doing that shit. There's nothing in my body that needs that, so it's an it's an unnecessary risk that I can avoid. Granted, I'm working in Fells Point and parking sucks at, at the gig on a Friday night, and so I have to park, you know, six blocks away and walk through a neighborhood that's no longer Fells Point to get my car. And that's a risk that I'm taking, but it's like, well, this is my job. What the fuck else am I gonna do? That's yeah. a risk that I have to undergo. Sure. And those and mo- the only most things are like, yeah, you want you kinda want that element of danger. Again, like, you know, we're in we're in bars every single night. And there is that element of danger. It's like where it's like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of people, you know. I mean, I've seen some scary shit in bars. You ever seen a fucking fight break out? In a f- it's like, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. Bottles and people get cut and, you know, it's like most of the time that never happens and you kind of get that sigh of relief. But mm-hmm. you want to be like a little on your toes. And that's uh, that's what that's what I think is also thrilling because it's like you want a little bit of chaos. Um, you have to embrace it. But you it's have to fun hanging it. out on North Avenue, you know what I mean? And, and it's fun, yeah. you know, being out there at 2 o'clock in the morning smoking cigarettes and talking shit that's fun but you also want to like be aware that like there's crazy people down there yeah and yeah. uh you know it's like you want to be you don't want to be rude you don't want to be whatever but you want to be aware yeah it's be like nobody's aware. making this up nobody just woke up one day is like you know what i think i'm just gonna say that baltimore is the most dangerous city in america nobody fucking just woke up one day and said it like it is what it is it is what it is yeah and it's like you gotta you got to deal with that. You know, it's coming to terms with, uh, I mean, coming to terms with uh, your own inadequacies as you get older is important. Like, all right, here's what I can't do. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I can't dunk a basketball. I can't do, I can't fucking deadlift 900 pounds. I just, there's things that I would love to do, but I can't do them. And so the same thing, when you live in Baltimore City, realize that the it's been trending online for the last five, however many years for the wrong reasons. And that it, it very well could be. I think there's more death than, than like, places in afghanistan you know mm-hmm. yeah it is a it is a dangerous city probably could be argued the most dangerous city in america i think so, statistically so knowing that for it's all good to go out and go to the brewery and blah 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 but you, you need to know that you know and I, I, I mean you guys know that but i'm saying you know when you see people out there feeling a little too safe yeah they're out on the phone or yeah i'm just i'm at the, i'm at the crown and you're like all right well there's like well that's one of those things that like we're talking about right now and and you know the topic of like the the outbreak on Memorial Day weekend. Um, there's a certain kind of line of thinking that people that live downtown have about people that go downtown, you know. And it's like this thing, like you know, where it's like they're not able to acknowledge the reality of the situation. Like if somebody says, like, man, I don't, I don't really want to go downtown with my take my family downtown because I feel like it could be dangerous. And then they'll look at you like, oh, fuck you. You just don't know. You don't get it, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, that's a legitimate concern. I don't go down there. I've, if I have a date or something like that, yeah. I you know, I used to go down and walk around the harbor. I don't do that shit anymore. Yeah, yeah no. And it's like, you know, nope. like it's a bad look when, when you have something that's bringing people to the city. Like whatever. I don't even know what the fuck was going on down. I'm assuming it was just busy because it was Memorial Day. I don't know if there was like a parade or what the fuck was going on. But, you know, people are going down. They're, they're bringing their family. They're bringing their kids. And a lot of these people's maybe one of their maybe people only go to Baltimore. Maybe if you live in like fucking Hagerstown or something like that, you're only going to Baltimore maybe once or twice a year. 
You know, that's like the central hub of our state. You know, we're the biggest major city. You know, it's not just Baltimore City. Like, Baltimore City is the central hub. It's like the epicenter of a large radius of people going all the way out to fucking the Atlantic coast with Ocean City, going all the way out to fucking Western Maryland and down in Northern... It's like, that's we're a major epicenter. And, and you, when people go down there and that's their experience, that's a real experience. And they're not stupid for being aware of it. And what is stupid is when people try to... You know, it's, 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 you can, you can be compassionate about a situation and still be, uh, you know, and still acknowledge that it's a situation. Like, you don't have to be the dude from West Virginia saying N-word this, N-word that to, to say that, like, but also we should acknowledge that's not good. That's not a good look. It's not a good look for the city. And if we ever want our city to be a, a, a city that other people want to come into as opposed to perpetually being the city where people that live within the city line are like, <laughs> who the fuck are you, bro? You fucking, it's like. That's what you think is going to make us a more successful city by having you guys just be there and then just talk shit about everybody else. And it's like, you need, we need each other here. We need each other. And you need to acknowledge what's going on in your situation just like you want the people in the county and out in fucking West Virginia to acknowledge your situation. Yeah, sure. Sure. And yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's not a good look for the city. I mean, I think that happens in, in most major cities, you know. Yeah, and we're also sure. dealing with like, you know the media or whatever whatever the media is you know they're, they're also a business so sexy stories will, mm -hmm. will 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 go and you know reddit and stuff like that you know anything with baltimore that's negative obviously is going to get a little extra you know whatever you also got to acknowledge the uh, on the same way after the fact that it can be amplified how much it can be amplified before the fact because if this was 20 years ago before twitter and social media would that just large mob of people been able to be organized exactly. like that yeah. you know yeah, like I mean, I'm with you. I, if I had a family, I, w I wouldn't go walk around downtown. That doesn't make me, like, anti-black people downtown. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't anything like that. It's just, like, personal safety, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, things get lumped in really quick with, like, oh, well, that's insensitive. Like, because I don't feel safe in a neighborhood, I'm insensitive? Fuck you. I don't feel yeah. safe in a neighborhood. Why? For many, 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 many reasons, you know? Yeah. And, and there are tons of complicated issues. I don't have the answer for things. I mean, I'm down to help when I can, but I'm certainly not going to rally together the solution for downtown. I have shit I got to do. Yeah. Um, but if my personal safety, I, yeah, no, I wouldn't take my kid down there until they sort that out or whatever. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, I don't think yeah. anybody, I mean, obviously none of us have the solution, but it's just, you know, you can't get to the solution until you at least acknowledge. It's like, you know, classic... AA shit like you can't you can't you know get over your addiction to you acknowledge that you have a problem you have to acknowledge that there's a problem you can't just keep on seeing things happen and just continuously be like oh it's it's this it's a bad rap it's that mm -hmm. you know they're just making shit out to be something it's not it's like no like it's never gonna get better like if we're all in the same boat and we all want something to get better you can't just you can't just make your line of defense to just pretend it's not there or yeah, that's the problem with a lot of the people at City Hall. They seem to be have that mentality of like, well, we're making some things. It's like, no, you need to admit that this yeah, city's not working. You guys have been in office for you 15 plus years. You can't drink the fucking water in the, in the schools in the city. It's a fucking problem. So Brandon Scott or whatever, why don't you guys go on the fucking TV and mm -hmm. white flag it and be like, we need we have an emergency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because this is not working. I mean, th there's just, and they, they, well, we're, we're working on this. Like, no, you have a pol police a corrupt police force, you know? Yeah, you have a corrupt... And you can't keep anyone in, in office, and it's like, guess what? People in gangs, they're not stupid, and there's probably some really good people running gangs. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, talking about the essential of the mob, that's who... It's the mob, so they have an ethic. There's a code. There's people who are, you know, 
involved in organized crime that you'll never see. You know, they're never mm -hmm. going to be done. They're in real estate and blah, blah, Yeah. And I don't blame them. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, hey, there's probably some of the smartest entrepreneurs working, you know, yeah. working drugs shit. Um, and we, t I mean, we, we when, uh, Al well, not Alex, uh, when we had Chris Hudson on a little bit ago, we got in a little conversation afterwards about, like, um, the Hopkins police force and things like that. And it was like, there's so much animosity towards that, but, like, yeah, I why? Also, yeah, why? I also tend to yeah. look at it and be like, well, they're like you guys are unwilling to acknowledge it. Like you have this major institution in the middle of our city that is bringing in a lot of business. But I mean, it's what it's our big one of our biggest institutions. Yeah, they got to build also, a fort. Also, all the kids who are fighting against having Hopkins have that like security force detail or whatever. They're all twenty one. Their parents are all the ones behind it and funding it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a load like, of it's are beyond you fucking stupid, beyond frustrating. Your it's parents like, definitely advocated for them to do that because. Like I, I think last summer some dude got like held up by gunpoint in an ATM right on St. Paul. Like your parents see that and they're like, "Oh shit, I want my kids to be safe." Sure. Yeah, and why shouldn't Johns Hopkins have the ability? If I mean they, I mean from my understanding of the whole situation, it's gotten to the point where they're even, or they might have even initially made this offer. But I know it's at some point, if not right now, they were saying, "We'll we'll do it ourselves. We'll fund it ourselves." I think they're they're gonna fund it themselves. But it's like, why can't we? It would be like somebody telling me I can't like hire like a personal security for my house or something like that. It's like yeah. why can you tell these people that they can't secure like you're you as a city are not doing a good enough job taking care of this neighborhood and making sure people are safe. So now you have our one of our biggest institutions saying, "You know what guys? We'll take care of it. We'll get our own cops, we'll do our own thing, we'll secure our institution because you guys won't. Because you guys are too caught up in corruption and doing the wrong shit and fucking, you know, Planting drugs on people, whatever the fuck the Baltimore police are doing. Yeah, and that and that, that and they're the is, bad guys now. That school is filled with with you know people from other countries who are yeah, who are the brightest students. minds. You yeah, know, yeah. you're you're killing you know people. Researchers get killed and stuff like that. It's like, listen, you're gonna have to build a fort. And you're gonna protect them. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think the 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 there's two there's two things that you know. Anytime there's an issue, this is why I, I remain offline on it because I, I just don't I don't think that's the i just don't think that's the best platform to be arguing this kind of stuff mm -hmm. yeah because you just get you if you if you say that people will say you're racist or they'll say uh, you know you're whatever you know it's just like you get you get slapped with that and it's just like yeah. at least a, in text form it's not the best yeah but uh yeah having an opinion you know is uh i don't know man i don't know well here's here's an opinion i want to get from both of you guys uh, what are some what are some things you got coming up? <laughs> <laughs> just the show. That's it. Just just working on four and a half stars. So four just, and a half stars. Just finishing that for the summer, and that's um. Oh, and then June June twelfth, you're doing my hot or top secret show. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing June twelfth. Uh, and I'm I'll be at Artscape too. Fuck yeah. Um, it's the twentieth of July, but yeah, right now it's just uh, working on four and a half. Yeah, hoping hoping yeah. hoping that. Yeah, check out the pilot. It's on YouTube, 4.5 stars. Just Google that. You'll probably find a Vimeo and a YouTube link. Um, and like I was just saying, June 12th, Top Secret at the Crown. Doors, 8 o'clock. And then also bringing back from last month uh, on the 4th Wednesday, I think it's the 26th of June, doing Hot Set Again, where comics eat spicy shit before going on stage. So keep a lookout for those. Jimmy, what you got going on? Um, let's see. Wednesday, June 5th, I'll be at Tin Roof, which is in Power Plant. They do acoustic music from 7 to 10. 
Uh, I think I feel like they're, they're like a live music place. I feel like the power plant, like just in general, like the Inner Harbor, isn't really like trafficked during the weekdays. But it'd be nice if people got down there. You don't necessarily have to come see me. I don't care. Just go down there. It's <laughs> nice. Um, I'll be at Riptide and Fells on Thursday night. They're trying to get the Thursday nights going. Just playing solo. 9 to 30 to close. Friday, June 7th, I'll be at Slancha for happy hour, 4 to 7. And then uh, at the Valley Inn, first time playing there, John Burkhart. That is his place of work. I'm playing for John's boss <laughs> on uh, June 7th. Where we, just me and John from uh, 9 30 to close, and 9 30 to 12 30. And then uh, every Sunday night, the horse you came in on last Sunday was sweet. Memorial Day Sunday was awesome. Of course, for people listening now, that would have been two Sundays ago, but who cares? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, every Sunday night at the horse and fells from 10 to How close. How are you going to promote a show that happened two weeks ago? <laughs> I'm talking. Come on out show. last two weeks. <laughs> go. <laughs> Make sure you already that came out machine. to that show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's try to not die. Let's try to not die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah as if, <laughs> if this never gets released, you'll, you'll know, know why. why. <laughs> All right, yeah, they're going to have to find this podcast <laughs> in the woods, recover it. <laughs> the fucking literal black box of this <laughs> accident. All right, guys. Until next week, be safe. Peace.